0: Before the start of this episode, I wanted to tell you about another podcast that I am producing for my friend Aisha. It's called the Botanica Podcast. I wonder what she thinks of that pronunciation. But anyway, (laughs) uh, here's a trailer for the podcast. You can subscribe to it uh, anywhere you get your podcasts just like ours. Here it is.
1: Welcome to the Botanica Podcast.
2: This is your host Aisha. Listen in as we discuss topics like love, health, sex, relationships, and even alternative medicine. We stream live every Sunday at 8 on Facebook. Listen to the Botanica podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to stop by our Botanica every Sunday. We have a lot to share.
0: By the time you hear this podcast, you'll be willing to purchase some musical furniture. Do you have any? So you got to cue the thunder. I didn't have the sound effects ready. <laughs> it was
3: Kenneth Gorbilt. I can't even say his last name. gorblik Gorlick. Gorlick. Kenny Kenny Gorlick. Kenny Gorlick. Out, out of, of Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> With Songbird. I remember was the first time I heard that song. In my mother's womb. Let me Let me stop. <laughs>
2: All right. Not your mother's
4: room.
0: <laughs> uh so welcome to the uh welcome to the podcast y'all. Uh this is episode 164. And um, thank you to everyone who's listened so far. We appreciate it. And um on this episode, we got a special guest returning. Um I think the last time she was on, we discussed uh, TLC's Crazy Sexy Cool. The album, not not the movie, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. And uh, if you listened to our last episode, you heard a trailer for a podcast at the beginning Uh uh, called the Botanica Podcast. So she has since then started her (laughs) podcast 20 episodes in. Oh my (laughs) God. We have Aisha. What's going on?
2: Hi, everybody. How's it going? (laughs)
0: We're, we 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 podcast Okay. Man. It's smooth <laughs> up in here. Yeah. I'm feeling the Kenny G vibes already. <laughs> so, um, uh, I ask you this, Aisha. What have you been listening to
2: lately? Oh man. So like before we just started, I, we were talking about the Summer Walker album. Mm. So I've definitely been taking a few listens to that. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, a lot of Incubus. Ooh. Radiohead.
4: Ooh, okay.
2: Um, Tom York. Um, let me see what else. And randomly, um, Drake. Not his last album, but like the earlier Drake stuff.
3: Like mixtape Drake? Yeah. When he still cared Drake?
0: <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> when, when, he
2: still ga- <laughs> when he still gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> So that's pretty much it. I mean, but like I said, like, honestly, like, Incubus has been on, like, constant What uh rotation. any
0: particular album or just all their stuff?
2: All of their stuff. Like, I've just been a fan for years, and I had to go back in my Rolodex and just kind of go back through the discography.
3: They've
0: got a good discography. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, we've we've timeless an episode, music. In episode, I think, two years ago about Make Yourself, because um, that was the back. one that, that really put them on the map. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, even though they were getting lumped in with all the all the other new metal, yeah, and they're
3: so <laughs> and they're different. they're
2: really they are. not that <laughs> they're so they different. have such an alternative sound, yeah, that's very distinctive. That's what I love, and it gives you like a mood that you kind of want to be in. Mm-hmm. So I love I love Incubus.
0: All right, cool, go, cool. uh, Ben. Uh, I know we, yeah. like, we just recorded, like, a few days ago, but <laughs> what have you been listening I to? I thought you
3: asked me something else. I was like, I ain't ready to talk about that yet. <laughs> um, uh, so, I mean, um, you know, some Neil Solso, I've been listening to her. Um, Joni Mitchell, of course. Yes. Um, I've been listening. So, this was weird. I There's a person I follow on TikTok. I believe he's out of LA. He's in like a um like an indie alternative pop kind of band, but like when he goes live on on TikTok, he just plays 80s hair metal. Oh. That's all he plays and he's really good at it. He's got a really nice strat. Uh was he was live the other day playing um like a Gold Les Paul and like he just plays like so I was listening to Def Leppard. Like he was the first time I watched him he's playing hysteria. I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. So I've been listening to that album for some reason, but yeah, that's 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 about it. And of course, always Alex Melton because he's just he did a cover of something like that by Tim McGraw. Oh, nice! A punk cover of it. It's pretty good.
2: That sounds, that sounds like
3: that would be good. Yeah. Um. So we we're going to get into this. I've been
2: listening to my uh my
3: my
0: top songs list. That's Spotify oh. made for me.
3: Oh, yeah, the the year wrapped, right? Yeah. Yeah. They um, wrapped it up, B.
0: I am all over the place as far as genres. <laughs> uh, there's some uh some two tone since okay. we had an episode about that. Uh Paul Carrick's on here. Um uh I I I don't know anybody else who likes Patrick Stump's solo album. I like but... selections from Patrick <laughs> Stump's solo album. I like Punk that. Soul, right? Uh yeah, soul punk, soul Soul punk, punk. um, some uh uh mantronics, that's for that's like the old school electro hip hop uh Mm -hmm. type uh, type of stuff. Leon Bridges, um, some New Jack Swing, um, one of my earworms uh, a couple episodes ago, ago, um, Chris Isaac, oh
2: no, The Blue Hotel, yeah,
0: from his first album, beautiful, um. English beat, uh some stock aching Waterman. So But like like I was trying to find like the deep cuts that I might actually like.
3: Uh, I know because so I do that a lot because it's free. Like why not? Yeah. Yeah. Like you've got your subscription, just put it on. If it's bad, skip it. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might find some good stuff. That's how I found out I like Jennifer Page's album. Oh. It's like a twenty plus year old album and I'm like, let it rain. It's like my favorite song on the album, but like, you know who knew that she had slow jams?
2: Yeah. You know? She can, she can blow, too. Um, mm-hmm.
3: And I got some, uh, well, I've listened
0: to <laughs> some more acid jazz. <laughs> um, so some stuff like that. Um, one one band that I like, and it might be my earworm, is called The Fun-Loving Criminals.
2: Oh, yeah. I okay. love
0: them. Um, and... Uh, yeah. Other other than that, I, I'm all over the place. I, I didn't really stick to one genre this year, of course. So, uh, some '80s, some New Jack Swing, some uh, some '90 early '90s dance stuff, mm-hmm. um, some alternative R&B, some techno, some Detroit techno specifically, <laughs> um, Sophista pop. Yeah, I, I, the, these, like, genres that had, like, uh, they were popular for, like, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and you just latched on. And then it was over. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I've been listening to. Um, so let's get into, uh, well, I talked about my Spotify rap oh, list. Yes. So, Ben, what, what what was on yours? I, you brought this up. This was your idea. I know, idea. and,
3: I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'll just say it. I don't think anyone... Well, well, they'll probably. This will be the one that, like, gets the most downloads. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I've got some Mr. Wives on here, which is kind of like an alternative dance band. I guess that's the way I can think of it. Jellyfish, because I really got into that song. New Mistake. Um, Copeland, The Wildlife, who I still love. Uh, Tiara, who I think is probably going to be, like, another Mickey Guyton, black country singer. Mm -hmm. Um, Tori Amos. Katie Pruitt. Who is out of Athens, love her. Um, thanks to you, Prefab Sprout, <laughs> Cars and Girls. Um and then Just that song? Um, I'm sure there's another one on there, but that's the one that just came up. Um, a band called Salido, which is like uh a, a Texas Chicano type band. Oh, I think yeah, yeah, you yeah. had them as your Yeah, yeah. Talvez was the one I think I had by them. There's another one on there too, but I I absolutely love that band. Um, the one the thing that I was ashamed to say, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be ashamed to say it because um I think Kid Rock said this and I used to think he was cool. Um when he made his first C D he like I oh, listened to it. Like non-stop. Rapping, rapping. Yeah, he was like, that, he
0: was like this he was an actual rapper, not Bob yeah, well, like, with the Ba like before that. Well, no,
3: this was Bob with a Ba. This was Devil Without Call oh, Cause a, He said when he got rap. that C D, he like listened to it nonstop in his car. And I am Proud, ashamed to say that I, when mine dropped on Spotify, I guess I listened to it a lot. Um, <laughs> as I was my top artist of the year, <laughs> and awesome. the song I listened to the most of mine uh, was "Runaway," and I think the reason why is just because I played the solo at the end. I was really proud of myself. Um, so yeah, the next one was "The Dreamer in You" because I, I, the person I paid to play a solo, played it really well. So, and that's all I'm going to say about that.
0: So uh since we did that episode where we talked about your album <laughs> uh you see it in in the you've seen it in every show description since check out ben's solo debut <laughs> solo self produced <laughs> debut war of yes. Georgia nights on spotify uh stream it and uh help him
3: buy a house <laughs> <laughs> the way these prices are going man it's just like uh, just keep saving yeah keep saving it's like you could like Go out and overpay by like fifty to $100,000 or just keep saving. Saving. So, just keep
2: it yeah, saving. Yeah, keep
3: saving because do I get annoyed with the fact that like, you know, today I'm having a meeting and I hear pots and pans clanging in the background? <laughs> yeah. But also do I want to buy a $300,000 house for $500,000? No.
2: Yeah. So
3: keep on saving. That's right. That there reminds There's this.
0: This, uh, this happened in Texas. I'm not sure what loophole this guy found. Oh boy! But it was this. It was this homeless guy who somehow bought a this mansion or whatever. It was worth at least like seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars. He bought the house for like seventeen dollars. Mm-hmm. Like through some loophole, uh, it was in floor co- foreclosure or something. And through yeah, some loophole, was he was able to to buy it. Through squatters' rights or something, and he only paid seventeen dollars, and everyone else in the neighborhood was just pissed, (laughs) (laughs) and they were trying to get him out. Like, and and uh, I think like lawyer, they bringing in lawyers or Mm -hmm. other realtors, and like uh,
3: he,
1: it
0: was legit. It's legit. It's legit. Yeah, he only paid seventeen dollars, but
3: That's he did everything awesome. right. It's like a Buzzfeed article, it's like this simple trick will help you piss off your neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, I mean, he eventually had to leave. Like, uh, he was there for I think maybe two or three years before he they Squatting. yeah until they were like, all right, yeah. we found a way to get you out.
2: Wow.
3: Yeah, because I don't think he he didn't buy furniture or it anything. It was empty. It was an empty it was house. Still That's empty. <laughs> he just he's he like, slept it's a there. roof. Like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah. Um, so let's get into some music news. Um, so on the last episode, we talked about the Grammy nominations, um, and I I said well, we, when we we got to the rap category, uh, with him only having two nominations, I my opinion was the Academy is done with Drake. Yeah. As far as like just nominating him for yeah he was nominated because he had some good stuff I guess. But I thought they were done by not like if Donda was nominated for album of the year and it has a lot of nominations, uh, and certified Lover Boy, which is supposed to be what went up against, it was the rival album and it gets two.
3: Uh
0: maybe the album's not that good.
2: Right. It wasn't.
3: Yeah, this wasn't Curtis versus was it graduation? Uh grad yeah, graduation. Yeah, this isn't that. Like those no. are two pretty good albums. This is one good album and one that he just kind of, like, find me the perfect TikTok tempo. Yeah. Is what he said. It just
2: seems like it's just thrown together.
3: Because <laughs> he doesn't care. Yeah. He's probably he's probably just with his contract, honestly. <laughs> like, if if we get, as a matter of fact, if we get a Greatest hits album, that's when you'll know. Like, that's just how many I got left, too. Uh, let's get a best of Drake. <laughs> and then let's just, you know, let's get, like, you know, Drake and Friends. And then I'll be out of my contract. And I can go do something else.
2: It's sad to say I'm not a fan of Drake. Like, I'm not. And that's why not I had like to go back to and listen to his old stuff just to kind of get into, like, oh, this is why people actually like Drake.
0: When it was, home. Yeah, I like, I. Exactly. I, I like Drake because I get yeah, the grassy. And yes, I know I was too old to be watching the grassy anyway. But. <laughs> Don't let no one tell you that. Right. <laughs> um, look, yeah, it was grittier than say by the Bell you that uh, but um in watching um uh, watching the a then like because towards his end of the time end of his time on that show they let him rap a little bit they put into the storyline even though he's par- he's playing a paraplegic um but i started listening to his to the stuff then like the comeback season mixtape was pretty mm-hmm. good um i mean he had a song with uh with trey songs that was pretty good and it I thought I, it I thought it was good. But, yeah. you know, and then um, I really like Thank Me Later. I like mm-hmm. that album. Um, I like how everything was produced. and But then once he started singing more. Oh, yeah. It was a wrap. Like
3: on Take Care and <laughs> pretty much everything after that. <laughs> I don't mind the singing as much. I guess I more so mind, like, the laziness of it all. Like, it doesn't feel like. Yeah. Like it with, feel well for put example, yeah. like yeah.
0: With, with Take Care, the, the song the the song Take Care they did with Rihanna. Yeah. I like that he was incorporating more world music mm-hmm. elements.
4: Yeah.
0: Um but then the stuff like <clears throat> I thought he peaked with views.
3: That had um
0: That had uh hotline controller and and okay, yeah. where he thought he was from Jamaica. <laughs> Jamaican <I mean. laughs> and like the all this stuff after that, it's it's all filler.
3: What comes? What came after Views? Was that? Um, if you're reading, this is too late. I think so. Mm-hmm. I kind of like Summer '16. Um, yeah, that's one lucky. song yeah. though. Yeah, I'm that's one to... song. <laughs> for
4: some but, reason, for, but I like the, fake for subsequent albums, point, it was like
0: people liked one song. Yeah. Or there might be two, but it would be like two out of 19 songs. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Like, that's not a good shooting percentage. It's not, no. Because I remember Take
3: Care, I liked the track he had with Alicia Keys, the track he had with, um, where he sampled the um Aaliyah track.
2: Yeah, it was some hits. Yeah,
3: there was some really good stuff it on that. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. Because at first I thought it was kind of pretentious to sing Your Own Hook. Like he did on um, Fireworks. But I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it works, I guess. I don't, like, he got Alicia Keys. She comes in eventually, but the first time I heard, it, I was like, he's really singing his own hook. Yeah. Like, he's really okay. He's
0: uh, doing it. He's doing it. So, this. like I so said, he got two Grammy nominations for Best Rap Album for Certified Lover Boy and Best Rap Performance for the song <laughs> Way Too Sexy with uh, that Young Thug and Future. Yeah. And Kawhi Leonard. Let me stop. And Kawhi Leonard <laughs> in the video. Um, <laughs>
2: just so random. <laughs> it was. so
0: random. Like, I would understand if it was right after the Raptors won the championship, <laughs> but he had been gone for two years at this point. It's Like he was probably like, you know, I don't play for them I don't more. I don't I don't play for the Raptors oh, anymore. It's cool, man. Yeah. It's cool. Me
2: and he's like so non charismatic yeah. as a person. <laughs> he really is. You know?
0: So um, uh you can put it in a request, I guess, to have your nominations mm-hmm. removed. Um and the Recording Academy website was updated to remove those nominations. There's no his management has not given a reason for it. Mm. Um, but there is a, I guess, a contentious relationship with the Well, Academy. he's always been salty.
3: Like he didn't he threaten to boycott them at one
0: point?
2: Yeah, he did. Was that was that last year? It
3: was a few years. I don't know. If, uh, I know it was a few years back. Like he went full Maynard from Tool.
2: <laughs> well, he,
0: <laughs> when he um. Okay, it says like last year he he criticized the Grammys for shutting out the weekend. Yeah. Which we had talked about. It, that's what that's what it was. And then I think it was the year before. Yeah, the year before he declined yeah. to perform. And then he won a Grammy. And then during his speech, he was criticizing them, and that's when he got cut off.
3: He's yeah, what do you expect? Like, do you think that this organization that you spent the last half of a decade criticizing Thank you. is going to like welcome you with open arms especially when you're putting out mediocre stuff like everyone everyone knows his politics.
2: Mhm.
3: Everyone knows his politics. So
2: mm-hmm.
4: I don't know
3: what he thought was going to happen.
0: Yeah, it was during his... They he, won a, me. he won a he won a yeah, Grammy it's for like a little
2: boy <laughs> crying, <laughs> having
3: a tantrum. Why will <laughs> they nominate me? Yeah. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> 40. He won um <laughs>
0: He won for God's plan, and he said, I want to let you know we're playing in an opinion-based sport, not a factual-based sport. Oh, God. This is a business where sometimes mm-hmm. it's up to a bunch of people who might not understand what a mixed-race kid from Canada has to say or a fly Spanish girl from New York or anybody else. Um, what? I'm guessing a fly Spanish girl is Cardi B. Okay. That's what I figured. Oh, God. But and I was trying to pull up where he um, where he got cut off. But... um. Only two nominations this year, and there was, I guess, let's see, there was a, the rollout or whatever, the, the big campaign, and with Donda also coming out, there's supposed to be that anticipation for these albums, and mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess it just, it's not, you can't do that anymore. Like, when you mentioned graduation in curtis yeah i remember that being a big deal it's a
3: very big deal oh, yeah <laughs> i get money like everybody everyone knew the songs that were good and with this yeah nah, it felt it felt very anticlimactic mm-hmm. as a matter of fact and i guess maybe that's just a sign of the times i felt like it became a meme it did <laughs> like no one really took it serious you it know was
2: like the emoji pregnant ladies it was. yeah
3: <laughs> you got like kanye living in mercedes-benz and
2: I mean, what a rollout!
3: Yeah, and Drake's kind of like mum on the release date. Like, eh, yeah, just... like Kanye's doing outlandish
0: things. Yeah. Um, and can
2: we talk about the fact that he like puts out one of the best songs that Kanye produced with Andre 3000, like as a diss? I'm like, how is that even a diss? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we talking about, Drake?
0: Uh, let me see if this clip will play. Um, this is from this is the, the speech where he got cut off. I'm playing this from YouTube, so of course there's an ad. So I'm trying to fill time until the ad. We is will over. never buy premium Google. We will never no. buy premium. <laughs> I don't care how many. I already have Hulu 15 and Netflix. Years, it's going to be like five HBO ads. Max. Okay, so add one <laughs> okay. of five. Like, <laughs> oh jeez, man, here's the sound.
3: <laughs>
4: God's fun!
0: In a big surprise, Drake showed up to accept his oh, award. sorry, just from entertainment tonight. All right, here we go.
5: If there's people who have regular jobs who are coming out in the rain, in the snow, spending their hard-earned money to buy tickets to come to your shows, you don't need this right here, I promise you.
3: You already won.
4: But
0: next, a special Grammy performance. And that's when he got cut off. <laughs> Sounds like he should be going
3: to the American Music Awards where they care about sales. Um, that's a funny thing to say. You, you don't need one of these. Well, I guess I, I, uh,
0: adding that, that he said this is a, an opinion-based sport, not a factual-based sport.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so maybe he feels like he shouldn't have won or I, I don't, don't know. know. He sounds like Maynard from Tool. That's who he sounds like. Yeah. It's... Maynard won't participate in the Grammys. He hates it. Tool's never been nominated because they don't submit their stuff. <laughs> and it's just like, they should just get together and have a party. Like, he doesn't... Because this year, honestly, feels like when he's like, well, I'm going to take my album out of Grammy contention, that's kind of one of those where, like, geez, you just made this easy for us. Like, you know how hard it was to nominate these two songs?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we hated CLB. Now, maybe if you put
3: out another Take Care, <laughs> we can talk. But...
0: Are we not, we, I mean, we tried to, you know, it was hard to find five albums, okay, because the rappers don't make albums anymore, so.
3: Like, it'd be different if he had, like, all these nominations, like, six nominations. Yeah. Like, two in the big four, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it'd be different if, but he has, like, two songs in obscure, I don't even remember what they were.
0: It was one, (laughs) one one for a song, and the other was for the album itself.
3: Yeah, like, bruh. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good on C.L.B. Like I'm sure they're just they're Next. like,
3: man, mm. <laughs> it mm.
0: it must not be that good, man. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, no, it was very mediocre. Yeah, um, and like you know we talked about with uh, with Eric, it it might have been too too much, like it was like 23 songs. Yeah, that's a lot of songs for an album. I agree. I thought some of them might have been skits or something like they used to do in the, <laughs> the yeah, 90s Does anyone do skits like, anymore on I, like rap albums? Probably not.
3: Mm-hmm. Like interludes? I don't even know. Yeah, you can't get anymore. the streams
0: up on that. No. I the streams aren't up on the skits.
3: Because the skits used to be like <laughs> dirty, too. They used to be like, raunchy. <laughs> like, I remember I had like the, um, not EPMD, um, what was the group that Method Man was in? Or maybe it was I'm Red sorry? Man. No, where they did the cover of Rapper's Delight. It was like him. Oh, that was, uh,
0: and, uh, I think it was like Brick Squad. It was like Keith Murray. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, Eric Sermon was in there. Eric Sermon. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, they had like a, uh, like, it was really just like Red Man like, having sex. That was a skit. <laughs> like, I was just like, what the hell is
2: this? <laughs> 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 a lot of rappers are into those kind of things. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
0: my, my favorite is still the, uh, the the Chinese restaurant on, on Fuji's The, the Score. That's a oh, good one. Yeah. I would say that
3: it's cold one from, um, oh, from Stagonia? Stagonia. and like, get off that blow <laughs> break. Yeah, that's, that's Yeah, those the the Chinese food one though is good. Because, just like Burger King, you can have it your way, and it's like beats them. That's that's a good one. Yeah, I guess maybe that's a campaign like the lost art of the hip hop album skit. It's yeah, no
0: longer. or the the ones with
3: the. Uh, uh the mad rapper and the mad producer
4: <laughs> yo 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 yo
3: you know it's funny someone should make a trend of making these tiktok videos
0: you have a tiktok
3: and i have no videos
4: <laughs> our podcast has so a tiktok bad.
3: and we have videos we should put up a someone should make a sketch of that of like the um of the kung fu the chinese food shop that'd be very funny that would be i bet someone's done it already though i'm, I'm going to look that yeah. up later just That'd be very Just off, taking yeah. sketches and from hip hop. But you know,
0: it, I mean, we could still do it. You know how TikTok goes. Just yeah, just do it again. Do it again. Steal it from someone else. And just yeah. do it
2: better.
3: Yeah,
0: and
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do it see better. the ones who are
0: popular. That's what they claim. Like I was just trying to improve on it because I'm an actor. You're I, not I, an yeah. actor.
3: I can't help it. <laughs> I just take I just take a role and I make it better. I'm just talented, you know.
0: Just, you know. Um. So, speaking of talent, and talent can, can take you a long way. Um, sure, yeah, yeah. So, we have uh, <laughs> uh, it can make you uh, a millionaire uh, many times over. So, um, Adele is going to be playing Vegas. I'm trying to pull up the story how many, uh, how many shows it is, but she will be earning approximately $2 million per show. <laughs> Um, now, the Vegas residency, that's, from the artists that have performed there that have a residency, where they play there for a few months, it's easy money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they take care of you.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good care of you.
0: Um, we know that, uh, I think, Britney Spears had one before she
3: stopped performing. It was it? A- uh, okay, no, it, wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. I saw videos. It wasn't. She's not a singer. I mean, yeah, she should have been lip syncing.
2: Oh, she that's wasn't? what she. she wasn't lip-syncing? No, she
3: was not. No, you could hear. I wouldn't want to see that. You them. know, <laughs> Max Martin's like. I tried to tell y'all. <laughs> I tried to tell y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: I heard she was making good money on that. Show. Yeah,
3: yeah, she was. Hopefully, it went to her. I mean, I know the conservative.
2: Yeah. 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 No, like thought she going wasn't going to her. See she probably,
0: that money. unfortunately. I think. I well.
3: I'm not like, if she's not a singer, then what
0: is Jennifer Lopez? Because she had one, too.
2: She sure did.
3: Honestly, to me, at that point, it's like a, a showgirl show. Mm-hmm. You're just entertainment. Like, you get, get some dancers mm-hmm. and just make a, a, you know. Like, this, you don't even need, because Adele doesn't dance, of course. We hope. Um, <laughs> I haven't listened to the album, but we hope. But I'm just saying, like, you know, really all you need is just, like, a backing band and her center stage. Well, yeah. Um, That's all you need, mm-hmm. some... Like, backup singer stage left, maybe, and
0: someone who had one for for a while, uh, Celine Dion, yeah, had one. Whew. She's I was, gonna
4: I stand have there, loved to have seen that hit
3: her chest a few times. Oh, yeah, she'll like, <laughs> she'll do that every now and then, you know, if she's really feeling it, yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: so, um, it's easy. It, I mean, that's why Wayne Newton's been there for so long, um, so, uh. These are going to be a series of Friday-Saturday shows from January to April. She's
3: just getting everything she wants. (laughs) And it's called
0: Weekends with Mm -hmm. Adele. Oh,
3: God. She's a weekend warrior. I want to (laughs) go. I'll
2: tell you that.
0: Tickets sold out within minutes. Well, pre-sale tickets sold out within minutes. And they popped up on different resale sites like StubHub and Ticketmasters. However, fans who didn't capitalize on the initial sale we're pissed to see resale prices, which range from two thousand to thirty-five thousand. Wow. I'm not surprised.
3: It's bad. It is bad. I'm telling you, man. If they want to, they've got to do something about these these resale bots. These people who snatch up these tickets, these scalpers, just to resell them, whether it be PlayStation fives and Xboxes, shoes, tickets. It's it's getting ridiculous.
0: Uh So one one fan wrote Adele <coughs> out her rabbit ass mind. <laughs> Uh, and another chimed in, guess we're the ones paying her husband's alimony. Whoa!
2: <laughs> okay, now. But the that's not her, bill. though.
3: Come on. Like, I imagine regular tickets were probably like a couple hundred bucks, maybe?
2: Originally, yeah.
3: They're pr- probably. Yeah.
0: Um, there is a possible solution. Uh, we can look more to this when more news comes out. A group of congressional Democrats have introduced the Stopping Grinch Bots Act yep. in an attempt to stop ticket scalpers. From using bots mm-hmm. to buy up things like tickets or probably Jordans. Yep. PS uh, fives. <laughs> I've been watching that one. I've been watching that one. So uh, <laughs> there, there, there may be help coming soon. So you know, I want more Jays. You could spend just <laughs> spend a couple hundred dollars
4: <laughs>
0: to get to get your Adele tickets or to get those cool mm-hmm. grays, which are coming around again. I feel like this is like the eighth time that.
2: You know, they always come back. So it's up. the,
3: for the 11s, it's the third. I'm just, I'm ashamed I know that. <laughs> uh, my brother in law had some this weekend. Sweet. I was very jealous. He got them three weeks early. Mm. I was staring at his feet a lot.
4: <laughs> Who did
3: he go through? I have no clue. He wouldn't tell me. Oh, no. Cause everyone's mm. like, was it the sneakers app? He was like, no. I was like, he's not gonna tell oh, me. Oh, he got a plug. He got a private He got a plug. not tell me. His wife is, his wife is in the, um, in the lottery, the other raffle to get them. So, or, or he knows
0: the guy, um, you see that story about the uh, the guy who was like, he was doing a, he had a resell business, but come to find out his mom was yep. an executive at Nike.
3: And oh. they fired her, yeah.
0: And he was using oh, no. her corporate credit card to get the shoes.
3: Yeah.
2: I did not hear about yeah, that.
3: Yeah, this was very recent. Yeah, this happened, this was during the spring, I think, that it this happened. That's
2: crazy. Yeah, I
3: saw a video on that over um, just a couple days ago. Yeah, because he he was
0: I think he was uh in some magazine or he was on TV or something for all the money. Because he like, made. oh, he's got this great resale business and and you know he's like the the
3: king of the sneakerheads. Like, no, his mom works at Nike. You yeah. know. he bought a BMW <laughs> with his profits and flexed. That's why you gotta follow what what um what Denzel Washington's character. I cannot think of his name, um in American Gangster. Frank Lucas. Frank Lucas. Why can I, I was about to say Frank Wright. That's King of New York. Frank Lucas. You don't flex. Yeah. Like don't flex. No mink coats, man. Yeah. Chill. No mink coats. As soon as he realized his mistake, he he threw that thing in the in the um <laughs> in, the in the fire. It was like nope. Uh uh. I lost my way. Never again. Yeah. <laughs> Never again. Long. Um.
0: So. Uh, I hope the bots thing worked out because I, I that might help with um. When people are uh, attacked or getting or you know you may not you, you'll you'll waste less time on Twitter mm-hmm. getting the arguments with people about political because <laughs> that's where the bots
3: that's where a lot of bots reside. I don't know. I thought you were just live now, but I don't. You just you, I think you just don't care anymore, Greg, and it hurts me. I want to play some 2K <laughs> with you, man. It's never gonna happen. I sold my I sold my PS4. I'll give three, you my old one.
0: Three, four years ago. I was just gonna use to last Kendra play Fortnite.
3: Come on, man. And I'm
0: not I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, I'm 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 too old to play video games.
3: I'm I'm really
0: not. You're never too old to play video no, games. No, you're not. You're I not. just have not been interested. Two K keeps making the same game every year. It
3: looks better though. <laughs> it's looking better. Like the shading and Yeah, man. You can see the ball spot on Trey Young's head. <laughs> All that <laughs> all that stuff, man. Like all that stuff. There's someone the I balls, know who
0: calls what? him uh who calls him flat top, like the Dick Tracy villain. Flat like, top. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they are wrong for that.
3: Oh God. Oh my goodness. Funny enough, I don't know if this is blasphemy. Someone posted a picture of him and Travis Schlink, who's the GM of the Hawks, who was also bald, and they posted I guess they photoshopped off Trey Young's hair. It kinda looked like Shamar Moore. (laughs) It was really weird. I was like, just shave it off, man. You probably won't look bad, you know? But men, we
4: hold on.
2: We
3: hold on, man. I held on. he wants to have an afro. And it's just not working. He he don't have that grade of
0: hair. No, it's not
2: gonna work. I wanted to to
1: have have an afro
3: too. I don't know if you'll hear this, but just come on home, man. Just (laughs) I had to give it up. and usually what, what it is is someone that you care about tells you that you're gonna look okay. For me, it was my wife girlfriend at the time but she was like i think you'll look good i like bald men i was like well let me try it Mm -hmm. and you know i did it and she was very supportive and so you know but i think that's what it has to like because usually most men at least most men i know equate having hair with like getting women Mm -hmm. because like you know most women like long hair like celebrities they all have long hair all that stuff so it's like you equate it with that so you're like if i cut my hair i won't get women well, if the woman that you're with liked it, I was like, well, I guess it doesn't really matter. Like, shave my head, you know?
2: I think he should do it.
0: I guess uh, <laughs> I put it like this with with you being married and Chris is married and Darren is married. Yeah. <laughs> uh, y'all are all bald. <laughs> so uh, that's why I'm not getting married so I can hold on to my hair. <laughs>
3: Cause all the hairstyles I want, she's like, no, uh, uh-uh. uh. She's like, you wouldn't, I wouldn't like it. So
0: you know what's funny is that, like, um, one of the at our super secret location—that's what I always call it. Uh, one of the our clients here, older gentleman, he's in his mid sixties. Um, an old school like traveling preacher, mm-hmm. going place to place, and um, he's he's engaged to be mm-hmm. married again, but. <laughs> He, um, his hair is, it's thinning.
4: Mm-hmm. He's not
0: balding, but he, it's thinning.
4: Yeah.
0: And um, him and, and his girlfriend were, I don't know, they were looking on Facebook or something, and they saw one of those videos where a guy gets one of those man units.
3: I've considered it. Batman. And <laughs> she, <Have> and, you?
0: <laughs> and his girlfriend says, Oh, that, that looks pretty nice. And he's a little paranoid, because he's wondering, like, does is that is that what she likes should i and so he's asking me i'm like 30 years younger than him so he's asking like should i get it i'm like if you think she actually wants that because all she said is she liked it that doesn't mean you have to get it <laughs> and these things are
3: expensive yeah that's what if you
0: scary. want it done right are
2: they how much are they running for their I basic one like
3: might be like 300. Really? I've seen some for five or six. I wanted dreads. Well, yeah, it could. Oh, wow. See, see, see. Yeah. That's the thing. Yes, that's I want dreads. With the guys who do it, <laughs> if
0: you got just like a fade and it was like some waves and stuff, that's fine. You can get away with it. People were like, oh, it grew back or whatever. See, but some dudes thing. go too far.
3: I was like, I was talking to dude at my job. I was like, I don't feel like as a society we're there to where I can be bald on Friday and have hair on Monday. <laughs> No, you can't. Because I was like, a woman can do that. She can like, she can shave all her. She can come in and like, oh, you got a lot of hair. I can't do that. He's like, I think we are. I'm like, nah. I I told you about that
0: Sinbad bit. (laughs) Yeah, several times. Like, you can't be bald headed on Monday
3: (laughs) and have hair down to your butt
0: on Wednesday. They will. They will (laughs) be like, what the hell? Like, you got. And there, there are a lot of dudes who are getting these units, and for the videos I've seen, they're going too far. Like, dude. Just Have a fade. You, why are you getting dreads when I started my last job? And we I know the difference between real dreads and it. fake
3: dreads. I considered it because I was like, it's a new job, no one knows me, so I can just walk in and like, oh, he's always had hair, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like but, then, my... but you, but you were talking about getting dreads, you were gonna yeah, go too far. <laughs> I was gonna get dreads, yes, you I were gonna to go too
0: far, tips and everything. I wanted dreads. See, <laughs> Not
4: ever since I tits.
0: ever since I knowed him, he wanted.
4: Oh God! I want to dress Blind so. Blonde cornrows. <laughs> really? Or yes. A,
0: or blonde or frosted tips.
3: I don't know why. I just do. I'm pretty sure once I get it, I'm like, oh, this is ugly, and just cut it off. But like, I wanted to see, try. See, you, 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 you took it a step further. I want to try blonde it. dreadlocks. Yep.
0: <laughs> platinum blonde dreadlocks. <laughs> well, not,
3: not the whole thing. Just the you know, just frosted tips or something. You know. Platinum she blonde dreadlocks. Platinum. When I, I know when I make myself in 2K. Blonde <laughs> every time. Every time, because now you can get the um, D'Angelo Russell ones, oh, where nice. he's got like the two that come down. That that would be me. That would be me. They'd be afraid of me. <laughs> <laughs> then I, prob- then I probably then I probably got I probably got signed then. <laughs> you got you got to be gradual,
0: man. Oh my
2: god! <laughs> I love it. But
0: yeah. but the. He'll be just like all
3: a lot of the other dudes. They go too far. Yep. They go too far. Yep. Take it too far. Too far, man. And she t- she <laughs> said, if I really wanted one, I could, but I myself could not bring myself to spend that much money on something I might not like. Yeah. if you for
0: those <laughs> if you that hate it, you're going to be so upset to get it done right, you might spend a couple thousand.
3: Yeah, it's a lot of money. Like the because the piece itself is about five to six hundred dollars, and then you got to find somebody to, to install it. Yeah and do a good job so that you know I'm not just sitting there when they talking and it just falls off <laughs> like mid conversation. <Sure. laughs> but the guy I was talking to about this hat dress. I would just be like, "Man, I want your hair. I want your hair is so bad, but yeah, yeah. Um But yeah, Dell in nice Vegas, tangent. man. Yeah, she's um, gonna kill it.
0: <laughs> so, uh someone who is uh staged that they almost got killed. Segway. Um Oh god. So this is music related because he was on a musical show, an actor on a musical show, Jesse Smollett, or as Dave Chappelle called him, Juicy Smolier, <laughs> the French actor. Um, <laughs> he has been found guilty of five counts of disorderly conduct for making false police reports to the police that he was a victim of a hate crime in January 2019. That's almost three years ago. Yeah. Uh, he was acquitted on one count of felony disorderly conduct. The uh, jury came back Thursday. No, today. Yeah, this was earlier today. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it came back earlier today after deliberating, um, and uh, the his lawyer will appeal, mm-hmm. and is uh, feels a hundred percent confident that the case will be won on appeal. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> like, I mean, hey, you know.
2: One can only hope. Yeah, Stranger
3: Things. Are <laughs> um, a
0: disorderly conduct charge for a false crime report is a class four felony in Chicago and punishable by up to three years in prison and a twenty five thousand dollar fine. Um, but uh, legal an- CNN legal analyst Joey mm-hmm. Jackson said the judge could give the former Empire actor probation, but added that Smollett uh, exposed himself to jail time when he testified in court.
3: Oh, they get them on perjury. No. Well, no,
0: it, well, he said like when you testify at a case, the judge now gets a sense of what you said. Oh, okay. What Jesse Smollett said was resoundingly rejected by that jury. The jury did not buy what he was selling. That's not lost upon a judge. You came into the court courtroom and fabricated. Mm-hmm. So, not exactly perjury, but they just don't. They just don't buy. They, they don't.
3: It didn't happen the way you said. Yeah, was it was the same law and order <laughs> Ghost to credibility, Your Honor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, man, um, man, that sucks
0: for him. What did y'all think of that? That it whole was situation. So stupid. It really was.
2: Like, why are you doing this yeah. as so, a grown man? Yeah.
0: Some things weren't adding up, and you know, At trying all. to say that it was a hate crime, but it was actually like you know, black people being social media detectives. This is when it is a good thing, I guess. Where things just weren't adding up yeah. if you're going to subway at two in the morning what subway is open that uh, at 2 a.m made
3: me jealous but yeah no it
0: and it was two guys wearing MAGA hats <laughs> yeah walking around in your neighborhood in Chicago at, in Chicago right at two in the morning and
3: during a polar um what do they call it a polar event or whatever where like it's sub-zero temperatures yeah Polar vortex, polar vortex. There's a whole news thing. It's January in Chicago. Yeah, freezing cold.
2: The pictures, I mean, just it looked like an acting skit.
3: It screamed attention.
2: Very much so,
3: like to the point of where, and I mean, not to you know to take sides here, but it's it seems like such a cry for attention that I wonder is he okay? Yeah, because you that's a lot to do, or is it one of those (laughs) things where he's like. I in so deep I just had to keep going. Like, <laughs> like, like I can't go back now. Was it die with the lie they say in focus?
2: It's giving mental yeah. illness.
3: But yeah, it was it's very elaborate to where yeah. I had to ask like, is he okay?
2: Yeah. Same um, here. Not
3: an armchair or psychologist or nothing, but like it just seemed just like needlessly um elaborate. Yeah. If that's the word I'm, I'm looking for.
2: I'm with Ben. I'm I'm concerned about his mental health.
3: Yeah. It is like what
0: what even prompted this? I don't know. Uh, like, is it? Uh, this was, a, I guess it was a stunt to prove a bigger point, but I, wh- I don't know what that point was supposed to be. It's well,
3: totally I was going to say, blocked. the conspiracy theorists call it a false flag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that it. and I guess if it was the government doing it, it'd be a false flag. But I don't know if maybe he was trying to be like, hey, you know, black people are victimized every day. Um, by people in MAGA hats in Chicago, and we've got to do something about it, people. Maybe that's what he was trying to do. I don't know. I'm, I'm reaching here. I know. <laughs>
2: it was concerning the whole yeah. situation.
3: Yeah, it's. Um,
2: he can serve up to almost three years in prison for that.
3: Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't think he'll go to prison.
2: They're probably giving probation.
3: He's a celebrity.
0: In maybe. community
2: service.
3: I will say this though,
0: but he's he's doing like direct to video movies for the rest of his life though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if he'll do TV again. I will say Even though, though I had not seen um, anything from him being in the Mighty Ducks to uh, Empire, I didn't yeah, see I him didn't, in anything. Didn't think he was. So.
2: <laughs> His sister's killing it. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm. But um, no, I think. She um, might have to support him. Yeah. I think this will, though, make, or at least I, I felt like it kind of made people question things a little bit more because a lot of people came out in defense of him, like very quickly. Like immediately. Yeah. And it's like, now maybe you want to research it a bit, you know, get all your facts, <laughs> your ducks in a row, so to speak before because a lot of people had to kind of go back on things they said, delete some TikToks,
0: take down some, some tweets. Speaking of TikToks, <laughs> another segue. So the uh, Sundance Institute has unveiled their slate of feature films to debut at their 2022 festival. Uh, there will be a, uh, a documentary about Kanye West called Genius. A Kanye trilogy should be unchecked, but then that'd be, that'd be ripping us off. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, we we gotta trademark that. Um, there will also be one about Sinead O'Connor.
3: Oh,
2: nice.
3: um, okay,
2: yeah, I'm ready for that.
0: I mean, we basically have to see like the rise. Um, you know, she has the hit song, she has the confrontation, the weird awkward confrontation with Prince, where she had to escape from his house.
3: Great. That was a great. I forget what podcast that was, but that was a great episode about it where they talk about that.
0: And uh, yeah. then when she toured the picture of the Pope, and
3: it all went downhill.
0: Yeah. Um. And and who was right? But they <laughs> but they don't want to talk about that.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, so there will be one about her. Um, there will also be one. Speaking. Well, I said speaking of TikTok, called TikTok Boom. And it will be the personal stories of a cultural phenomenon told through an ensemble cast of Gen Z natives, journalists, and experts alike. And uh
2: hmm.
0: it will be about the brief but controversial history of TikTok.
2: Interesting. Okay.
3: I'll give it a shot, you know. Yeah.
2: Why not? I'm very
3: anxious for this for this Nate O'Connor. Oh,
2: that's gonna be good. Yeah,
3: I'm very anxious for that. Um
0: let's see if I had another well, there was, um, uh, Travis Scott had his first interview, I guess. Oh, no. Uh, since Astroworld. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, it seemed, a, it looked a little <clears throat> bit better than the apology video. Uh, it was an interview conducted by Charlemagne the God.
3: So he went safe? Because I don't feel like Charlemagne pushed him, did he?
2: Not too much. I watched it, you guys. And he needs a lot of PR work and help. Like someone needs to be well, in his corner. Well, he's part of a
3: family, him. technically,
0: that
2: Chris? should
3: be able to help. Yeah, what's up what? with that? Yeah, like she <laughs> is the master of this. Chris You're Matt. the
0: puppet master. Be the puppet master. Oh no, it's and horrible. clean this up. He's. I mean, I don't know Far if too up, successful. Though. People died. I don't know if you can clean
2: it up. though. Yeah.
3: I I I think he is far too successful of an artist and too. He's a he is. Oh God, what would a Bill Burr say a, a four hundred pound whale or whatever?
0: Yeah. He no, the billion dollar whale.
3: Yeah, hundred yeah, hundred million dollar whale. 100 yeah, that's million what I said. Whale. Yeah, he is so valuable to them out of prison. Like if I'm well, who is he signed to? Because if I'm them, I'm doing everything I can to keep this man out of prison. Oh, uh, was he signed to good music? Because at this and this day and age, Season unfortunately. Sweet. Um, you he probably still has enough of a fan base to where they will buy his records.
4: Of course. Like,
3: there's still people trying to buy his shoes. Oh, yeah. Like, they're mad that Nike postponed them. Oh, I know. They don't care that 10 people have died. <laughs> oh, he's on, um, let's see, if he's still on
0: Grand Hustle, that's T.I.'s label.
3: Oh, there you go. That's why. Oh, jeez. No, he's
0: with Epic.
3: Okay, okay. Epic so is... Straight to Epic. Epic is is reputable enough. Epic yeah. should have... Like, I think back to... I mean, hell, this was just a Dixie Chicks... When they said what they said about George W., when we watched that documentary and all of the scenarios they went through, like, well, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. Where's Travis Scott's people? Not saying that I want him to get off of off on this, but like these are this is a billion dollar industry. And this is an artist that is one of the biggest rappers in the world. And rap right now is huge. Like he what are they doing? Like if he looked that unprepared, like what are they doing? It was bad. Oh, geez.
2: I mean, I was just like, where is Chris? Where's his PR people? Like, he wasn't even, like, he was speaking very illiterate. I got, oh into, no. It was, yeah, it was so bad, you guys. I was really upset yeah. about
0: I, it. I saw a clip on Instagram. He says he's going through an emotional roller coaster. I feel like that phrase. <laughs> it's a little cliche. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe the That's PR, maybe thought. he has bad PR people and they gave maybe. him all these cliches to say, but. I,
2: Keep on saying the same thing over and over again. It was just a bad situation. Yeah,
0: it's unfortunate. It was, and not to say that. Well, it's not unprecedented. It, it's it's not. But I think in this era, it's hard to. Um, I don't I don't know what PR person is is capable of handling it. Just because it's, it's not like. <clears throat> Like we talked about the Who yeah. uh, at the, their Cincinnati concert, mm-hmm. or with uh, the Rolling Stones at Altamont, yeah. at, at Altamont,
4: mm-hmm.
0: in which it looked like they may never, they may have never recovered from that. That was what nineteen sixty nine, yeah, nineteen seventy, something like that. So, in this era with the social media and how people react and. Uh, all of the, I mean, it's it's, I don't I don't I don't know I don't want to say like someone needs to clean this up, but at least make him <laughs> redeemable. <fixer>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't it was know. It's hard I, I, to watch. I don't know if it's like it, it's not meant to be like fixed, like you know, not like Michael Clayton or <laughs> Olivia Pope,
3: but <laughs> <laughs> Is that who you need? need Olivia Pope handle it myself. Um, yeah. No. I. There's, I will say this, as someone who's kind of studied PR for a bit, um, there's someone who could have helped him prepare, ooh, what was that? Agreed. Who could have helped him prepare for this. So, I don't know. Shame on Epic, shame on Chris Jenner. She's probably watching that like, <laughs> which one of them is he with? I don't know. I don't even know. Is it Kendall? Okay. Kylie? Kylie? Kylie, yeah. Don't be surprised when they break up. <laughs>
2: well, they're about to have a baby.
3: Like, I wouldn't be surprised because, I mean, like... <laughs> like that's just not like his profile is kind of you know going down and
2: this is a hard time
3: some of the gender women tend to like if your profile mm, yeah we're we're, we're out deuces (laughs) you know so i wouldn't be surprised if she scurries on because i mean it's not like she needs him for money to raise the kid
2: absolutely not
3: yeah, she's a billionaire himself. Yeah, she yeah, got her own. Yeah. Self-made, according to some magazines.
2: <laughs> Which is so
3: laughable. That's such a joke. The loosest sense of the phrase. Yeah, right. like, <laughs> like what, is, like, what does "self-made" really mean? What does
2: that? But mean? um,
3: but no, I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised if 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 that ends. If like, if he doesn't come out of this clean. It's um.
0: It's
2: not looking good. Well,
0: yeah, and the 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 lawsuits are up to <laughs>
3: yeah. past two billion now. It's a lot of money. I know it's a lot of money. Will Epic drop him? Uh, no, you don't think so?
2: I really nah. can't. I can't see that either. I think he
0: would only be in trouble if he was on uh, what's that label? That. Young Dolph and XXX Tentacion and
3: King Von.
4: Oh, yeah. oh we're that's scary. Mur- <laughs> yeah.
3: It's like he's got a controversy. I call it the Irishman. Like,
2: <laughs> what's up with that? I don't know. It's a string of it's like. four artists. That's yeah. insane. Four. Yeah.
0: And, well, Aaliyah was on there too, but that wasn't um, unless they like. They put that guy on the plane to be the pilot, and he was unlicensed and had no experience. Uh, Unless that was the case, I wouldn't count Aaliyah and all this. But these four artists were all murdered?
2: It's a scary situation.
3: Now, if he was on that
0: label, then
3: I might worry a little bit. I'm looking up the label right now because now I really want to know. This could be us blowing up on TikTok with that conspiracy. (laughs) And you play that conspiracy music in the background. If you don't know it, I'll find it. I'll find it. I've seen a lot of these videos. He was on, uh, Paper Route yeah. Empire. Paper Route Empire. That's it. Okay. Yeah, that sounds dangerous.
2: Right. The name.
3: Yeah, especially Empire.
2: It's concerning.
3: I mean, honestly, there's probably like at least ten videos about this on TikTok <laughs> with that music, that that scary music. <laughs> Uh anyway. Um <laughs> I fall asleep to them, so I mean it's <laughs> when I want to get scared, you know, I turn them on. They're really cool.
0: Uh let's get to the charts before we get to Ben's era of the Week. Ooh, ooh. Um number one this week, still. Still, easy on me by Adele. Um what, did we call this the Song of the Fall? <laughs> yeah, this is the Song okay. of the Fall.
3: It'll be it'll be it'll probably go through until Mariah Carey knocks it off
0: which could be any moment now because number two is Stay by The Kid Mm LAROI and Justin Bieber. But number three is All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey.
2: Every year. Every year.
0: And it's starting to happen, Ben, because number four, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee.
2: I
3: don't even, I feel like you can't even say it without saying it in the cadence of the song. (laughs) (laughs) Number five, Jingle Bell Rock
0: by Bobby Helms. Oh, God. (laughs) Number six, Industry Baby by Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow. But number seven, (laughs) A Holly Jolly
2: Christmas
0: (laughs) by Burl Ives. All the
2: faves.
0: But what's interesting is that it's the the, the original versions of these songs. Yeah. It's not a cover of Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. It's the original. Uh, so how are these? The, I guess I, they're no new. They're uh, Mariah Carey made the last Christmas classic.
3: Uh, Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Kelly Clarkson one, but it's just I don't think it's got the power. No, yeah. all
0: all the covers don't don't compare. Well, to well not even her her For cover.
3: Her. She has it like the one she has. I wish I could remember the name of it. Like they play it every Christmas. It's really good. I only heard like a couple of years ago, but apparently it was huge. I I didn't know. I'll I'll find the name of it.
0: Um, No More Christmas Songs in the Top Ten. Number eight is Heat Waves by Glass Animals. Number nine, Shivers by Ed Sheeran. And number ten, Need to Know by Doja Cat. Underneath Uh, the Tree. That's the name of it.
2: Oh, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. I like Kelly Clarkson.
0: Me too. Uh, She did a cover because I was – where was I when I heard that? Because she has a, the talk show, yeah, and I can't remember where I was. Oh, I was at the, I was um, I had my truck in the shop, uh, so uh, it was in the morning. So the Kelly Clarkson show came on, and she did a cover of
3: Seven Rings.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. I,
0: so to start I will the say show.
2: that How I is like that? that
3: about her show that she will cover anything. It's actually pretty good.
2: Nice. Like, it
0: took me a minute to realize, like.
3: You know her and seven her and Ariana Grande have been per- have been performing recently
2: together. Yeah,
3: v- it sounds great.
2: Wow! <laughs> like they
3: were doing something on I think on Fallon, where they're both like it was very similar to like that um, the karaoke thing he does. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's singing one song I can't remember what it was, and then Kelly Clarkson I felt just cheated and went to I will always love you Like closed it out, and I'm like that's not fair. I think she w- I think Ariana might have been doing some Christian Aguilera. Ooh. And then, like Kelly Clarkson was like, "I'm gonna end this now, and just goes and, uh, and, just, <laughs> and it was like over, and Ariana Grande kind of realized it and harmonized with her a little bit, but it was yeah, nice, but yeah, on her show, she'll do that. she'll just cover she's like, I'm Kelly Clarkson, I can sing anything, and so she does, yeah, I used to see it at the office, I would just come in, and she's like, she'll like invite like a choir, and it's like, Oh, let's cover this, let's do this, <laughs> let's do that, I like it,
0: yeah, so let's look at the uh." Albums, the Billboard 200, uh, uh, and it's it started over here too, as far as the Christmas stuff. Uh, you'll you'll find out in a second. Number one is still 30 by Adele. Uh, number two, Red Taylor's version by Taylor Swift. It's number two. Number three, Christmas by Michael Buble. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it has now been on the charts for 96 weeks. Number four, "Sour" by Olivia Rodrigo. Number five, "Certified Lover Boy" by Drake. Number six, "Dangerous," the double album by Morgan Wallen. Even though I don't know when he'll be at an awards ceremony uh, anytime soon, I'm sure the CMAs <laughs> will have him.
2: <laughs> that's the only awards. Yeah, that's know. it. Just the CMAs. <laughs> that's it.
0: Number seven, "Still Over It" by Summer Walker. Number eight. An evening with Silk Sonic, number nine. The highlights by the weekend, and number ten, a Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs>
3: it has begun.
4: <laughs> uh,
0: so next week, um, the Christmas song by Nat King Cole is number thirteen. Oh,
3: yeah, Merry
0: Christmas by Mariah Carey is number fourteen. Uh, a Christmas gift for you from Phil Spector <laughs> is number sixteen. Uh, the Best of Pentatonix Christmas. I felt they have like four Christmas albums. Yes. Uh, they're number 17, so we'll see. probably see them in the top 10 mm-hmm. shortly. Um, let's look at the Artist 100. i uh, pretty sure number one is still Adele, and it is. Um, number two is Taylor Swift. Number three, Ed Sheeran. Number four, Olivia Rodrigo. Number five, Doja Cat. Number six, The Weeknd. Number seven, Michael Bublé, <laughs> number 8 Luke Combs, number 9 Drake and number 10 Ben's
3: favorite band, the Beatles.
0: Oh yeah,
2: baby. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Got to have the Beatles on there.
3: I wonder where <laughs> Paul McCartney himself is. Right. <laughs> if he's like, you know, like I was I was better than
4: all of them, you know.
2: <laughs> I was way better. <laughs> I could totally tell by this this Disney situation that Paul McCartney was carrying this whole situation.
3: That's all I've ever wanted people to realize.
2: Yeah, like, I that's mean, all it's I've insane. ever insane. Like,
0: do you think if he if they could have pulled it off that like it would have been just him and Billy Preston
4: playing all the <laughs> songs?
3: Might have been a better band. I mean. <laughs> Just being real, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. But like every every song I I, I like by the Beatles is by Paul McCartney. He's the only person who, with the solo, did like.
2: It's the melodies. I mean, yeah. the way he plays the piano, like it's just really like crazy to see them in action. Yeah, especially He's a writer. with this, He's it's just yeah. You can tell.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even sure how the Beatles are. How is is this,
3: Is the documentary out already? Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, I feel like this is their version of um, The Last Dance. Mm
4: -hmm. Like, we need to
3: remind people, like, why we're the Beatles. Yeah. Like, that we're the best selling musical act of all time. Like, that's what I feel like this is kind of their flex, so to speak. So, like, maybe someone was like, no, it's the Beach Boys. No, it's the Stones. Mm -hmm. Paul's like, sit down, fellas. (laughs) 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 Bow down. Yeah, amateurs. (laughs) Like,. He was like, people forgot, you know, like he's sitting in his mansion, like they forgot about us. Because like, <laughs> it's just him and Ringo left. So, you know.
0: Yeah. And he, he ain't playing with Ringo. No. At no, all. No one's playing. <laughs> well, I mean, his all-star band, you
3: know. But, yeah.
0: So that'll do it for our music news. Um, ben, tell us about your earworm of the week.
3: Uh, Thanks to TikTok. found this song, um... It was a song about some, it was a video about a girl who said she traveled across country to surprise her boyfriend, and some woman opened the door. And this was the song that was playing as she's sitting there, I guess, looking really angry. <laughs> I'm sure it was a skit for TikTok, but it kind of sets the mood for this song. And that is Insane by Summer Walker. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really loving, loving this song. Yeah, so and nice. I'm going to probably check out the rest of the album now, it's based really, on your really recommendation. Good.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It's really All good. right. Trying to get it pulled up here, uh, as we are now at 322 earworms yeah, on Spotify. Yeah.
3: They only take mine. They never take yours. <laughs> they never take yours. They will not take mine.
0: So this is Insane by Summer Walker, and we'll be right back.
1: you in a rush bro. What you trying to meet make a darling Or you running out of time, huh The time ain't even real You really need to chill It's all an illusion You getting mixed up in the future Whatever it is you trying to see You can sit down and just believe But I wouldn't ever be the same old oh thing God help me, oh, I think I'm inside. go to sleep God bless me God help me oh, I think I'm insane oh, God bless me God help me oh, I think I'm insane oh, oh, oh. why you wanna play so all right bad? that
0: is Insane by Summer Walker from her latest release. Still over it, and you can find that on our BTTYHT Earworms playlist on Spotify right now. If they don't take it off, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, all mines are are yeah, they're all legit. There's no controversy behind them. You and your controversial picks. I don't get
3: it. I don't get it. Like for liking indie bands.
0: So we started this particular episode uh, with the smooth jazz standard songbird by a (laughs) Kenneth Gorlick. No. Uh, By Kitty G. And um,
3: (laughs) I'm sorry. Now I'm just thinking like because the book that they put them in is called The Real Book. And I'm just imagining a real book of st- of smooth jazz standards, because like every jazz musician has it. Like you're expected yeah. to know these. Um, I'm just now imagining like what would go in it. you have got to talk about that later.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we'll be talking about uh, in a documentary you can find at HBO Max. It was just released last week, and it's called Oh, really? I didn't
3: realize it was that new.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, snap! One well, that new new. Okay. It's the newest uh, one. Part of their music box series. Listening to Kenny G. And you see the watch it on the Facebook Live, you see the, the background change. So we'll be discussing that documentary. Um, uh, this, um, uh, Ben, you suggested this. Uh, well, at least something from the Music Box series. And Aisha said she had seen all of them so far, I believe. So they're uh, so good. <laughs> if they're anything I love like this, all of them,
3: I, I can only imagine. I mean, they're made by The Ringer, which is. Headed by Bill Simmons, who made the Thirty for Thirty series, which was really good. Oh yeah. yeah. So I mean, clearly the guy knows documentaries.
2: Talented. Yeah.
3: Um. So uh.
0: Yeah, I I looked at the the ones that that have been out so far, and um, even though mm-hmm. I. I st- I would want to do one about Jagged Little oh, Pill or yes. about the one about Alanis Morissette yeah. down the line. The one that the. The reason I said the one about Kenny G intrigued me the most mm-hmm. is because I wanted to know what people think of this genre of music. Basically, he's, he, like he said, he's the face of smooth jazz. Mm-hmm. And this is music that I grew up listening to.
4: Mm-hmm. Y'all yep. <laughs> we did. Well, I, I've
0: I, when we first started the podcast, I said, this is the music that I listened to because I was only listening to the albums that my mom already had. I wasn't buying going out and buying CDs until I got to high school. Uh so it was she has Kenny G and Grover Washington.
3: Yeah.
0: Um Bob James. Uh you know, artists like that. Uh, it wasn't like a lot of Coltrane or Miles Davis, maybe the stuff he did in the eighties. No, none <laughs> of that hard stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches brew is not in the house anywhere, I don't think. None of that drug music. <laughs> so um yeah, I wanted. I knew there would be like different perspectives on on Kenny G on this style of music. Because it's it's pol- it's definitely polarizing. Yeah. I knew that going in. And the people that they talk to, you know, you, you kind of see it. Uh, some see, felt like they were trying to convince themselves that they don't hate him, or yeah. that or yeah. that like I understand why his music's popular. Like I, for some, I didn't think they. I don't think they. They do. I don't think they understand why.
3: Yeah. No. The, the, or they
0: can't really like wrap their head around it.
3: Yeah. The the critics I think were the most interesting part of it because. I always thought they hated him because they didn't think he was a skilled player, mm-hmm. but it's really, they just think that his music's boring. And to me, it's like, well, it's not for you. That's just how it
4: kind of and felt I agree like with it's that. not for you.
2: Yeah. And, like, I, and I, I honestly felt like, like we said earlier, it's some hateration going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how did this man become so popular yeah. worldwide, mm-hmm. make this much, you know, sound like he's all over China. Did you hear about him like yeah, that was crazy with
0: the song going home. Yes! I thought that was hilarious. I thought yeah. that was the was greatest.
2: Like,
0: that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like the end for for a country to adopt the song for that particular reason. Yeah. You know? Um so I I thought I thought that was pretty cool. Um but I think part of it why the why the hate is there is that he the success that he had uh, which he can attribute to Clive Davis.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> and I wrote that in there.
0: You got to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Um, and that he 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 found, unwittingly or not, he found a lane for a particular genre of music to appeal to a lot of people to where it's more accessible. Mm-hmm. He made jazz accessible mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Yeah. Because there, there were people saying in those focus groups they were talking about, I didn't know I like jazz, but I like this. Yeah, like, it's 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 a form of jazz, but it's not the jazz that you yeah. know we would normally say. Oh, this is jazz. Yeah, it's it's not exactly like that. But I I understand what they were saying. Um, but it like I say, it, he made it more accessible.
3: Well, I think a lot of times too, I don't think people truly understand what jazz is, because when you ask them if they like jazz, the first place their mind goes to is someone like a Coltrane, Wynton Marcellus, but they don't think about um, Louis Armstrong. They don't think about Duke Ellington. Ella Fitzgerald. That was, yeah, mm-hmm. that's jazz, too. Like, that is swing era jazz, that's very accessible. Everyone loves, you know, that stuff. Well... Probably because that was the only music there was. Yeah, at the time. <laughs> that like, was But all no one <laughs> mentions that. Like, no one talks about, like, you know, oh, do you like when the Saints come marching in? I love that song. That's a jazz song. It's big it band is. jazz, New Orleans jazz. But I think all they think about is, like, at least in my experience, they go straight to like what you would call bebop.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It's yeah. like 200 beats per minute. You can't tell when the chords are changing. There's like crazy solos, and it just sounds like, to some people, it sounds like noise because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on. And then some artists
0: expounded on that on just the noise yeah. sounding part. because one, one, one episode I want to do, I hope I think it's still on Netflix. there's a there's a documentary about Jaco Pastorius mm-hmm. and how he he's this incredible bass player, one of the greatest ever and very innovative um, in a band. Yeah, you 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 hear him, it's good. But his solo stuff uh, is out there somewhere it else
3: out there
0: because like, there's there a section where they talk about his first album, his first solo album. And he had been with I think he he actually recorded with Joni Mitchell. He played on played on her stuff. Oh, I think that wow. he did. That's I didn't know that. She's smart. And she's smart. Uh, <laughs> love her. He had been with the band uh, The Weather Report. OK. So it was after that the success everyone knows about him, and he makes his first solo album. And he wanted to. um, uh, He makes the album, and like what he wanted as the first track of the album, I can't remember what it was called. But when you hear it, it's just this. Just sounds like noise at Mm two hundred beats per minute. Yeah. And the record company's like, you can't make this the first track of the album. It's like I'm gonna do it, and he did it,
3: and. Yeah, the song everyone knows <laughs> by him is a portrait of Tracy just because it's been sampled. It was sampled in so many by uh, SWV. SWV mm-hmm. um Tyrese and um So every time I try to leave, something he's pulling me back. Oh, Chingy. Yeah, Chingy. Mhm. But yeah, he's he's I mean it's avant-garde and I think that's what people think of when they think of jazz. Yeah. yeah they would never like if you told them uh, well, I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. Louis Armstrong is jazz. Yes, it. I don't guess it is it jazz. Is. Mm-hmm. There's no guessing. It is jazz. <laughs> but that's just not where your mind goes. So. Yeah. Uh.
0: So. Um. But yeah, so like Kenji found a found a lane to make mm-hmm. it more accessible. Yeah. Um.
3: And I think, I think that's what hated him too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And he was more successful than all of them.
3: Because mm-hmm. I don't think true jazz musicians like they brag about like being able to make a lot of money and. It's hard work. Well, how about you try to make your music more accessible? No, they should come to me. That's what I ultimately got from this. No, and they should come to me. And what's interesting, and and we'll get
0: and we'll get to this part. Like he said, when he heard Grover Washington Jr., I'm like, what he was doing in the '70s is really the same thing Kenny G did mm-hmm. in the '80s and '90s. Yep. It's the it's the same. Yep. Uh, Not exactly the same style, but it's kind of the same uh, format. Mm -hmm. It's the same goal, Mm -hmm. as far as it being more accessible. Yep. Um, And there were a lot of, lot of artists like that in the seventies. There's Donald Byrd again, Bob James, um, Miles Davis did some stuff like that.
3: Who's the guy who did "Make Love in the Rain"? I can't think of Uh, Herb Alpert.
0: Yeah, Herb Alpert. Yeah, definitely. And he he'd already been around for like (laughs) twenty years at that time. (laughs) So yeah, um, so I got some notes about, uh, <laughs> I I thought, because I, I, I had just seen the trailer and I didn't know, uh, I hadn't seen any really, any, any interviews with Kenny G. I thought he might be a little angry or bitter from the first thing I saw <laughs> where, you know, he's on stage, you know, warming up and, mm-hmm. and then they asked him, so how do you feel? He's like, underappreciated <laughs> in general. I was like,
3: oh no.
4: Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> the I the That was yeah. the first time I ever heard him
2: talk. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'd never heard him talk before.
2: <laughs> Me either.
3: Uh, but throughout the
0: documentary, like, oh, he's just a, a happy-go-lucky guy. Who, yeah. He
2: really is.
0: Yeah, who, uh, like I said, he, he found a way.
2: You
3: he know? seemed so just modest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like the emphasis
2: like, that he put on practice. Like yeah. Like practicing. Yeah. Me being an instrumentalist and an instrument mm-hmm. player, I could appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Like practice does make perfect. Yeah, it practice, really does. practice,
0: practice. I thought of the movie. Um, uh, I don't know if you either you've seen Mo Better Blues with I Denzel might Washington. Oh yeah, years ago. Oh yeah. It's, it's, that's... Where he plays a, a sax player, and he's um, that was part of his part of the character where he's he sets aside this time for practice. Mm-hmm. Is what mm-hmm. he's always done for years and years. Yeah. Uh, his character, the character is, is like more obsessive. As far <laughs> as his playing goes, was insane. you know, <laughs> but um, but I do, yeah, I I do like the uh, the emphasis he put on practice, uh, and he talked about how he wasn't invited to many parties. He's not invited to many parties because they want him to play. I'm like, he's like forced to be the guy with the guitar at the yeah. party.
3: <laughs>
0: That's that's disappointing. Well, at least,
3: <laughs> but at least though cuz most guys at the, with the guitar at the party, you don't they don't want you to have the guitar. Yeah. They want him to have this axe. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. There's like he's like, "Oh, I didn't bring it." "Oh, it's okay. Bring we got one in the back." Like <laughs> just My kid just started band. You could use his. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a mix between a recorder and a clarinet. He's just like, "All right." Can't play. Oh, it's God. all the same. It's gotta read. It's got This a... this this isn't a saxophone. <laughs> oh, Come on, just like
0: play this. Itself. This is an oboe. I haven't played this. Plays itself, man. Come on, Kenny. Oh, God. Kenny's a riot. Kenny's a riot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, Any curses?
2: Yeah, yeah, I was surprised to hear that. I was like Kenny, curses.
3: <laughs> um, serious about them scales, man. It was <laughs> serious.
2: So I'm telling you, the melodies, like, he was serious <laughs> yeah. about that, too. He's in the studio, like, super laser-focused.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he made it seem, I get. well, he had been doing it for, like, 30, 40 years at this. At that point with him recording in the studio. But he made it seem so
3: easy.
4: Yeah.
0: I
3: want to talk about that in a minute, too, because I know that made some people mad. Uh, so I know it did, what uh, he was doing.
0: They were talking to um, exactly. the people that were interviewed. There, There were some music critics some jazz professors or music professors. Um, I think some, I, I thought there was going to be a lot of hate from them when I, when I saw jazz and pop critic, like, Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, and then like, and then it'll be juxtaposed against the, the happy go lucky mm-hmm. Kenny G. <laughs> um, uh, someone said that that was interesting to me, uh, like the started with the, the musical furniture. Um, I thought that was a, a – it was a diss in a way. But I think, like, people were, like, kind of, like, on the fence. I think mm-hmm. a lot a lot of the, those people who were interviewed were on the fence about him because they were trying to be nice.
3: Yeah, exactly. But – I don't believe – they, they were, like, halfway second. being honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't like him. They didn't want to be seen as the person who went on there and, as the Brits say, took the piss out of Kenny G. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to <laughs> be that person, so they're trying to find – but then that one critic says, I want to believe that I'm better than that. Yeah. yeah, and I just—he re- was the worst. He was the he worst. Was, he was where, like the yeah. main guy who like kind of owned up to it. I was like the pretentiousness. to pretentiousness. Where, he, where he's like,
0: I want to like it, but I, I, I really don't. Yeah, I want to, but believe him you know, bad. I don't
2: hate him or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it like watching paint dry. Yeah, listening to his music, I was like, whoa, like that's pretty mean. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, well, someone did call it wallpaper. Yeah, yeah. Um. I'm gonna say it was a corporate attempt at soothing nerves. Oh, yeah, yeah, the guy was talking about like he this Wayne is music you hear in a yeah. dentist yeah. office it's, or in an elevator. Yeah. Um and they were playing some of his songs, and the song Forever in Love, that is the prelude to every wedding almost. <laughs> I feel like it was at your wedding. <laughs> no, I'm, That would have been funny if it was though. Um So no, I uh I I guess it was for the ceremony itself. I could say I DJ a wedding, uh, but they wanted they wanted Kenny G. That's all they all they wanted was Kenny G. So
3: um, I would have been fine if it was though. I yeah, I love Kenny G. He's yeah.
0: he's a good dude. He's
3: amazing.
0: Um, but it's just all they want. But the song specifically, "Forever in Love." I'm like, I feel like this is played at every single <laughs> wedding. <laughs> like this is a requirement.
3: Um. I thought it was interesting that he said, so they asked him if he loved music. And he says, I don't know if I love music that much. I thought that was a very interesting statement from a guy who's played it forever. And I wondered, did he always feel that way? Or if he kind of got jaded as the years went by?
0: Yeah,
2: that's what it gave me, like he got jaded after the years went by. Yeah,
3: I I
0: think that may have been the only point where all the things that have been said about him, all the mocking got to him to where he would have that answer to yeah, that question. Yeah. Yeah, but that's as far as it goes. Yeah. <laughs> um cuz he still makes music and mm-hmm. in the documentary he's making a new album. Yeah. You know, in the in the process, so. Um one uh when they talked about it, they they didn't go too far into it, but when they talked about how big of a star he was along with a <clears throat> Madonna, Janet Jackson,
4: mm-hmm.
0: Michael Jackson, George Michael, whoever. And that's when I didn't make I didn't know he was with Arista or connected to Clive Davis at all, Nor but it was like was there a con- is, was this part of a concerted effort to get a a rock star, pop superstar out of jazz. Hmm. From the jazz arena. Maybe. Who's gonna be that face that we can mm-hmm. um, that we can put out there and that will that can sell millions of albums. Yeah.
3: Cause so I think back to one of the clips they showed from the shows he did with the guy he hooked up with down in, in Portland where Clive Davis um saw him. And Oh, the Jeff Lorber group. Yeah, the Jeff Lorber group. And I remember looking at him, I'm like, he plays angry. Like, he was playing really fast, really aggressive, and the crowd responded well to it. And I imagine it was kind of like, to Clive, I was like, huh, I like that energy. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because, like, that's not what he brought to the yeah. music he later did. But I wonder if that's what Clive saw. He's like, I see someone here who can be a personality.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, he's not afraid. He's a saxophone player. And he's I not afraid of spotlight. And that, the way he was
0: playing was just to fit that band. Yeah. Because – what, what we hear, what he became famous
3: for was his own stuff. Yeah, yeah it was lyrical, very melodic. Mm-hmm. Nothing, like you never, I didn't know he could play like that. I know, <laughs> I'll be it's so
2: crazy. I was
3: like, oh, he's kind of virtuistic, you know?
2: Yeah, he is.
3: So I, I didn't know that. Granted, I'm not a saxophone player, but he sounded pretty good to me. Like running, running, you know, runs and all that stuff. So I don't know.
2: He's amazing. Uh,
0: it was funny where he went. He went back to his high school, and they they had the footage of his of his high school band playing. Oh, that and was I'm great.
2: Like,
0: <laughs> it was just weird. I just wrote when you think of Northwest jazz, you think of Seattle. Yeah, he and listened. then I got to thinking. Seattle has such a varied musical yeah. history.
2: Oh, my God, yes. you
0: got Jimi Hendrix.
2: <laughs> Nirvana.
0: Nirvana, Sir Mix-A-Lot. <laughs> like, what? Macklemore.
3: Yep. And Kenny G. Yeah. <laughs> they are all over the place.
2: That's
4: awesome. It almost kind of <laughs>
3: makes you wonder why Macklemore didn't get Kenny G for Seattle, the album. And right. That, that would have really oh, made it. Because I was thinking, like, was he, on the, he was not on that the album. That would have really made it Seattle, the album. Like... <laughs> That would have been real good. It's like, you know who else we got? Kenny G. Like, he's from Seattle? Like, oh, snap. <laughs>
1: and
3: we're he taking
0: should, him on tour. He should have been on that downtown song.
3: Oh, man. He could have played some wicked sax on that. Mm-hmm. It
0: would have been it would have been a hit. They would have had a second hit album <laughs> instead of whatever it, whatever it was they put out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when... Uh, Uh, when they talked about when he was in high school and he played a gig and they were going to give him a solo Mm -hmm. and he went out there and just held a note for 10 minutes. (sighs) The thing I thought about though, even though like, okay, in context, okay. It was, it was interesting when it was happening, but I just Mm -hmm. thought of like, there was a, some band or group in Carrollton. So
3: hold on. Before you say this, before you say this, I'm going to turn this Taisha and, 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 you see what I wrote there, right there? Don't say it. Tell the story. Because this is how long we've known each other. This is how well we know each other. Go now, ahead.
0: I, w- I wasn't at this particular show, but I know Ben was. And there was this, uh, I, I can't remember anything about it, but I know that Ben told me, like, the guy was not a very good singer or anything like that. In just any, and they were singing, um, I can't remember the name of the song. Is it by... Uh, the Doobie Brothers? No, it's
3: Alabama. Alabama. It's an
0: Alabama song. Uh, I don't know if it's called Dixieland
3: Tonight or something like that. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's like That's the, guy, what the way the guy held the note. <laughs> and it was just like this low, like, my Dixieland. <laughs> and he says, the, the like, everyone's, everyone's like, going like, crazy. Like, oh, my God. That's what I thought of instantly. I was like, I'm, I oh know Greg God. thought of this, too. That's hilarious. It's awful. It was, I mean, cool for him, but that guy was awful. I don't know what he's doing now. That was awful.
0: This is what happens when we've known each other half our lives. Uh, don't say that. We're not old. We're not old. We're not old. Okay.
2: We can't tell our age. <laughs>
0: but um, 19, baby.
2: Forever. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, then we get to the point where, like, where he's playing a show and they, they they talk to some of the fans, and
3: he may he doesn't have the critical acclaim. No, he does not. But he has he's got tons of fans. Yeah, and they buy CDs.
0: And they,
2: yes,
3: they buy streaming.
0: No, they want a CD. They mm-hmm. buy the CDs. They'll buy them at the show. They if might they don't buy a couple
2: them.
3: copies because we
2: can't Cause play he, the he, one
3: that's signed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we gotta we gotta put that in the case. Yeah, that goes <laughs> in the curio.
2: And of all different ages. Yeah people from mm-hmm. all different countries, all different ages, all different walks of life. I was like, yeah. Kenny G is a yeah, man. Yeah, the,
0: uh, the group of girls who came from, did they come from Puerto Rico? No, Boliv- yeah.
2: like Bolivia or something. Or yeah. Costa Rica. Costa Rica, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Playing saxophone since they were kids. hmm
2: I love that. That was awesome.
0: So he, fans all over the world, safe to say that. Yeah. Um, And people who grew up, grew up listening to him. It was the mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the daughter said she had uh, grown up listening to him. One woman said she's had a crush on him since she was yeah. 12.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, he, like, he's got fans all over.
3: Um, I just, it's that accessibility.
0: Yeah, I,
2: for uh,
3: sure. Um, So, yeah, in, kind of in there, when he's talking about his new standards and he's recording that album.
0: Yeah. That was the next thing I had.
3: I did not realize that people did Punch-In's For well, I guess I I knew because I've recorded guitar, I've recorded bass, I've done punch ins there, but we're punching in a single note. That was weird to me. (laughs) I I, I wrote that you may never hear a jazz musician record like this. No, oh, I'm sure they were mad.
2: It seems so complicated to you. I bet they were just like, What the?
3: What are you doing, Kenny? What are you doing? Like their jazz musicians I, I felt
0: like man they'd rather play just the whole thing again. Like, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or just, just like nah, no man
3: if it's a bad note man that's just jazz man that's just the life. Or like, or leave it mm. as yeah, is. Man, just <laughs> leave, leave it, it as is. <laughs> like jazz no they don't do that like, because then that kills cuz like that guy said like, it's a conversation man between like the guitar and the piano and the saxophone man and Keenan doesn't have conversations man. Kenny G, he struck me. I think this is when I realized he's a perfectionist.
2: He is. Mm-hmm. He
3: wants it to sound perfect. Mm-hmm. He wants it to sound exactly as he yeah. hears it in his mind. Yeah. And he's like, that was a little flat. Take it out. I'm going to go and just and, and do it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I bet his producer hates him. Because <laughs> punching is not difficult. But, like, punching in a note, like, you got to go. You got to go in and find it. Well, he was
0: talking about, like, where, like, with the songs that he would come up with. And then he would have to get, if he was bringing in other musicians yeah. to, to play something a certain way, mm-hmm. he would ask him to play it different
3: ways. Yeah, he sounds like he yeah, he sounds like he is perfect. Kind of like Prince was. Prince was a perfectionist as well. Yeah. He sounds like he's a perfectionist. Like, it's got to sound...
2: The way he wants yeah, it to.
3: Yeah. I can only imagine, like, performing with him. Like, you've probably got to be, like, up. Like, yeah. really good.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, with the musical conversation between musicians that's what we've seen traditionally uh in jazz like mm-hmm. you know these the 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 bebop era i guess you would say with a dizzy gillespie or charlie mm-hmm. parker Miles charlie Davis, parker hey uh john coltrane they were in trios it'll be the john coltrane trio or mm-hmm. something like that or a quartet or something uh you have your drums your bass
3: uh a piano player, piano yeah. player, yeah, and then uh, you'd have like a featured artist, whether it be a singer or a horn player or something like that. And I mean, essentially, I know like a, in jazz combo, West Georgia, we'd sometimes have a horn section, but I mean, we'd have no more than five or six people. It'd be very small.
2: Oh yeah,
3: and yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah even even that regard, though, in like they were saying with those trios <clears> or quartets, <throat> um, and and so on, like each person would get like a section Mm -hmm. to solo on their particular instrument. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't the case with Kenny G. It's on his solos. It's just him. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why they said, this is not (laughs) sex. This is masturbation.
3: Um, Because Kenny was writing songs that he expected to be played the same way every time. Yeah. And in jazz... No musicians play it the same. <laughs> well, a lot, a big part of it is improvisation. Yeah, it's all, it's always different. Like, what solid drummer do you have? Do they have a splashy cymbal? You know, like, do you have a bass player that's, it, it just really kind of just depends. But yeah, and I, I don't think they like that about, like, why are you playing at the same time every time? Well, because I have that's these popular songs yeah. and my fans want to hear them played that way. That's how they want to hear them.
2: Exactly. And he said, it, that's how I wrote it. That's yeah. how I wanted it to sound. Yeah, yeah.
0: You not know, like, um, started the show with Songbird um, and pulling it up on YouTube, there's an 11-minute version, live version of him. Oh, wow. Kenny G? Yeah. Oh, I bet his lips are bleeding, boy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a lot of
2: work. <laughs> Goodness gracious. 11
3: minutes?
0: Well, he, he has the world record for longest note held he does. for he like 40 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah, with circle
3: breathing. So it was nothing. <laughs> Which is
0: funny. It's insane. That they
3: talk about that because I remember... Learning about circle breathing back in high school,
4: mm-hmm.
3: I didn't know Kenny G used it. So, I mean, not to agree with these critics, but he is right. Most musicians, you know, worth their salt, can do circle breathing. Mm-hmm. I can't. I I never tried. I know how to do it, but I've never actually attempted to do it. But um, but who cares? Like, he used it again in the Guinness Book of World Records. What you mad at is you didn't think of it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. Yeah. The haters. Um,
4: yeah.
0: So, uh, at the point where Clive Davis discovers him, and I was like, oh, it's Clive's fault. <laughs> 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 but it, it made sense, though. When I when I saw that it was Clive Davis, I was like, oh, okay, this got the ball rolling, mm-hmm. because you didn't see that with any other artist. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, like this was going on at least since the 70s with the format of having... The, the jazz artists do more pop-sounding
3: songs. Mm-hmm. Well, you almost have to think, and I say this because I recently listened to the Smooth episode of the sixty songs that um, define the 90s, and I didn't know that he also discovered Santana. Mm. Not too long before he discovered um, Kenny G, which makes me wonder, was he looking for a musician to make a star?
4: Hmm.
3: Was that like, whether it's jazz, whether it's rock, let's see if we can make a musician like the forefront of whatever we're trying to do. Yeah. He
0: Cause did a I think he does. Good job. Yeah. Like, or
3: what, or have
0: what they're make, what they're doing. Uh,
4: like the feature. They,
0: they, like make them a star, but based on what they're actually doing, yeah, the how best can in we their genre. what yeah. they're doing? Mm-hmm. Um, because it, <laughs> and this is, and I, it's, the the Clive Davis thing makes it comes into uh it, it it comes up again because of what they tried to do with Kenny G on his first couple of albums mm-hmm. uh which it, <laughs> they have the vocals on it like i said mm-hmm. this is it's went on in in the 70s Yeah, y'all listen to some Grover Washington or Donald Byrd uh they were <laughs> like Donald Byrd is the featured artist right and he's credited as a songwriter but sometimes there were uh, I think it was the Myzel brothers would write lyrics to those songs, mm-hmm. to some of those songs, and it will be just like it will be like a hook, basically, and those will be sprinkled in mm-hmm. between solos. Um, but in this case with Kenny G, they I, they brought in a singer to to sing on on his on his on his album, uh, which reminds me of like said with Kenny G performing with the Jeff Lorber group. Uh Jeff Lorber had a similar kind of album in the 80s. And I remember hearing this because I saw um the uh aerobics championships videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> this was like if you've seen
3: that Key and Peele sketch Oh man.
0: That Key and Peele sketch with the aerobics championships They nailed
3: it. They really nailed was, it. That was there's
0: a real thing, okay, but uh they made it like an event they tried to make it like a football game, like a Super Bowl or something, but it's just aerobic dance. And like at half, they had a <laughs> halftime performer basically, and it was Jeff Lorber. Oh, jeez. And he had an album about, and he had a song with Karen White. Remember, As Karen in, White? Like,
3: I'm not your Super it, Bowl. Yeah. Oh man, nice. So she has
0: oh, the vocalist on the. Album. Man. It was Jeff. It was like if you see the 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 featured artist, it's Jeff Lorber, like featuring Karen White, but she's they, but that was like I. I had never heard the song before, but they performed like it was like halftime at the Super Bowl, but it's the Aerobics Championships. But probably more prestigious. But like good. Jeff Lorber as a as a jazz artist, you bring in a vocalist for his yeah. albums. Yeah. So they did that with him with Kenny G. Um, mm-hmm. Man, that video was uh... <laughs> Dude, that was awesome. <laughs> like, oh man, they had him break dance. Was that? Did he say it was him break yeah. dancing? And then, and then he spins up and does his solo. He's, like he's very modest
3: about like his dancing skills. He's very modest. Like, yeah, like really I was like like,
0: like like he's saying it like it was like he had a stunt double, like, but it was, was actually him. You know,
3: <laughs> get up with my saxophone, and you know I was well, that you that was me. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> he That's... didn't care for it at all. No, he did not. He, didn't he wasn't
0: into it. You could tell. Um. But then you talk about how those albums sold, and he worked with Kashif. Uh, yeah,
3: I had never heard of Kashif before this; I was not familiar with him.
0: Uh, yeah, he was um, probably big time producer. He passed away a, a few years ago. Oh, okay. Uh, big time producer in the '80s for that '80s R&B sound with Evelyn Champagne King. I think. Yeah, he I'd heard from, that song when. Yeah, I was that like, oh, yeah, he that? wrote that. Yeah. Um, uh, Melba Moore, I think, and. There's somebody else, but he's probably one of the – he brought the – that sound, like with the synth bass and using mm-hmm. as many synthesizers as he could find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he brought that sound to R&B um, in, the, in the 80s, basically. So, I mean, at, like – and he he was the hot producer at the time in the early 80s. Yeah. He was a big-time producer. So, working with him, but that still wasn't Kenny G's thing. Um, my no. mom does have the gravity – album yes. that he doesn't care for. I
3: will say this. This is something that I think people might not really think about back then, but like the freedom to flop. Your first yeah. two albums did yeah. not do well. Because when he hit, that was the fourth album. You did mm-hmm. not get dropped. <laughs> Does not happen nowadays. You're typically dropped and your record label's trying their hardest to recoup. You might get dropped get. if the first single doesn't Yeah. out. <laughs> so like, I thought that was Really, kind of a, like showed how different people think about, especially people like uh, you know in the record industry, like they kept trying, like oh, let's try a third one, like yes. let's see what happens.
4: Uh, you know
2: who I was really, I was mm-hmm. really interested in hearing about him working with or wanting to work with and do a do it with Stan Getz.
0: Yeah, when, mm-hmm. uh, with with uh, his new his the, new standards, the new standards.
2: Yes, I'm a big Stan Gitz fan. I that is jazz
3: world was, I was like, they're going to hate him for this.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're going to hate him. For That's going to yeah, be more <laughs> hateration right
0: there. Stan Getz is, is you know, you might be on the Mount Rushmore for a lot of people.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but then you bring in a guy like Kenny G, they just feel like he's going to mess it up.
2: <laughs>
4: right?
0: I mean, you saw how they reacted to the Louis Armstrong. We'll get to that in one second. We'll get to that in a second. Oh my
2: gosh. Um, mm-hmm.
0: so, uh, him being on Johnny Carson, um, for those who don't realize like that is a big deal to oh, be on yeah. the late night shows um mm-hmm. as a musical guest, a
3: comedian, whatever. Um <laughs> I've got a nickname for him too, I'm gonna share in just a second. It was the almost like
0: the um
3: uh
0: the way that it was being built up, if anyone knows about the when the doors <laughs> performed on Ed Sullivan mm-hmm. and they did Light My Fire, and Ed Sullivan wanted them to change a line in the song at the beginning of the song it was like girl we couldn't get much higher they wanted to like okay we don't want any drug references so change it to girl it couldn't get much better or something like that and uh the guys are like okay yeah we'll we'll sing it that way whatever <laughs> and then they get out on stage and they sing the line as written girl we couldn't get much higher and they were banned from ed sullivan oh. So, the way it was built up with him being on Johnny Carson, they want him to do uh, "What Does It Take to Win Your Love," the the Junior Walker song, uh, and he wants to do "Songbird," which is his song. And in comparison, it was a risk.
3: It was, yeah.
0: It was a huge risk. Very big risk. Because those songs sound completely different. And
3: if it doesn't go over well, <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> You'll never work in this town again. (laughs) Like, it could be that. So, I I referred to him as, I think he used this term once, um, long gone are the days of DJ Happenstance. Yeah. He was Happenstance Kenny. (laughs) He bet on himself. On him for himself. For himself. He called his own number.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. He did. He did that often, too.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
0: he did. Like He He didn't care. Yeah. And, I I
3: don't know, maybe it was just... uh, well, you thought he was going to be banned from for life. Well, <laughs> Johnny was going to run out there and like.
0: We didn't ask you to play. This. Stop yeah. the camera! Stop the camera! And um, man, I would want I, I wish that we were able to interview the guys he played with, like his band, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. because how nervous were they? They were trying. He was trying to convince him, like, just play the song. He's like, okay, please, please play the song. Please play software when we go out there. Don't play the other song. Please play the song I want to play.
3: He's like, I'm playing Songbird. I don't know what y'all are playing, but I'm playing Songbird, all right? All right. I'm like, thought oh, we got to do it maybe. We haven't been paid yet. Like that could have been bad if they started playing the other song and he's just playing Songbird over that.
2: Oh my god. That would have been a tragedy. Oh man.
3: we just go there, just stop. Stop
2: stop playing and playing
3: Songbird by it's himself. Saxophone like. No, he just no, he keeps playing Songbird by himself. <laughs> it's just <a> so <laughs> I didn't know that Tony Danza had a talk show. Yeah. Oh, that was um
2: It was short-lived, right?
3: He was uh Are they for for a
0: while, in? he was he was filling in for Carson, it was him and Joan Rivers and um What? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know about this. Yeah, for I, it was for I can't remember the exact reason, but for like a couple of months, mm-hmm. um different people would fill in for him. Okay uh or he may have been, he may have been contemplating a retirement at that because he okay. had probably been on for like at least thirty years at that point yeah. mm-hmm. so he was contemplating retirement or there was a contract dispute or something like that so uh um uh, people fill in for him. I know Joan Rivers and Tony Danza were there, and Joan Rivers got such a great response she almost got her own late night show, really, or that she was gonna replace Carson because really? he was gonna retire. But then wow. she was really popular. That didn't that didn't happen. She had a late night show later, mm-hmm. but um, he had come back. So, okay. Uh, so yeah, it was a, a a few people filled in for him for a couple of months. Um. So they. Uh, <clears throat> so this was definitely a different time where uh, he has one album sell five million. One single propels it to. To, to 5 yeah. million and then the next album 12 million i was just like how
4: <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> how genius um and this, and songbird was number 3 on the hot 100 yeah and like uh i can't remember who said it but normally an instrumental song that's a oh, hit like yeah. that it just happens once yeah for that particular artist and then he comes out with silhouette um which is another song that feels like it's played at every wedding, <laughs> <laughs> so and that's a hit as well. Um, and also anytime I hear jazz in the mall, I just assume it's Kenny G. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> it's, the, it's the
2: most popular elevator music, is what they say.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, I feel like "Going Home" would play differently in America if it, if that was like the. Quitting time song. <laughs> Nobody would be because ba- it's the for those who didn't see it. Like it's the quitting time song in China.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: At the end of the day, they start playing that song. People start packing up. Mm-hmm. You know, sweep the floors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> turn off the lights. The day the
2: is music over. Music ambassador, I guess he was. The, did you yeah, see? Yeah, who was enemy? that guy? <laughs> he's like, I guess the music ambassador for China. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, you can't get away from it. Like you hear his music every single day. <laughs> If you don't even want to hear it, you hear it every single day. Yeah,
3: I thought Kenny G was exaggerating when he said this. I really did. Only to find out, like, he was, he might have undersold it, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, he did. It was crazy. I, the reason I thought I it was, like, like <laughs> I thought it would play
0: differently in America is, um, not that people, like, didn't want to hear it, but, like, things would start happening. Like, people would just, like, stop everything. everything, and And quit, like, you know they're the floors. They hear the song. Oh, oh, it's time to go. Yeah. Oh no, you didn't finish that. No, no, the, the song's playing. Kenny the song's
3: playing. Said it's time to go.
0: Kitty, mm-hmm. kitty says. <laughs> you hear the kitty? That means it's time to go. <laughs> Quitting time, kitty. That's what we call it. Quitting time, kitty. <laughs>
3: Quitting
0: time is
3: happening. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's time to go. Um. <laughs> The one guy, because he he said that the musical fern. No, he did. He said the wallpaper thing. No, no, the soothing, soothing, uh, corporate attempt at soothing nerves. But yeah. later he says that the going home, I guess, in China, a weapon of consent.
2: Yeah, that was a strange way to put it. I thought that was strange.
3: Uh, they, they were just trying. <laughs> they were looking for words, man. Just, <laughs> that's what critics do. Like, mm, what can I write? Yes.
2: I was like, "What?" I don't <laughs> know if I would put that in that context, but okay.
0: Um, I, I think, I think it's just China having some fun, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, with Kenny <laughs> play kitty, it's quitting time. <laughs> I thought um, it was great. I do think that in some cases, it's a, it's a uh, when it's talk about like the, the smooth jazz format being mm-hmm. created, basically off of his music um and it while it made he made jazz accessible i think it was mostly accessible to people who um who didn't really understand it mm. uh who who didn't understand like what jazz was traditionally and and see how it yeah. changes you know um i don't think there are people who like say like Kenny G is definitively, this is what jazz is supposed to be. I don't know if there's anyone that says that.
3: I believe there, I'm willing to bet there probably is. There's (laughs) there's probably someone out there who, because they've never been exposed to other jazz, Mm -hmm. that's what they think. You know, just like you would have somebody maybe say like, Kiss is the definition of heavy metal because that's all they know. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, and then you introduce them to other things. Like, wow, you know, I didn't realize there was a such thing as Metallica. Like, they don't, they don't have that. So, yeah, if all you've ever heard is Kenny G, yeah, that's jazz. And then it's like, oh, you like Kenny G? And it, it's kind of almost, I feel like he's kind of like a gateway, you know? Talk about your influences. I'll go check out your influences. And then I realize, oh, there's a whole other world outside of just Kenny G. And it, it, the rabbit hole gets deeper, mm-hmm. which is why I think artists like him are important.
2: They are, they really are.
3: Um, what did y'all think of the?
0: Uh, they people think that he's appropriating. I was black waiting music. for it
3: to come up in the in the. I was waiting for that section to come up. Because uh, I did think about this um, early on. Like, is he the? Is he the Eminem of jazz? <laughs> 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 well, I don't know because Eminem is critically acclaimed. Like people actually like Eminem. Yeah. People critical acclaim aside, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't guess. know, because I mean, you, you
0: have to put it aside
3: when it comes to kids, yeah. Because I think so. The way I always look at it is like, and, and I guess this has happened as I've more started to more so understand appropriation. Because I'll admit, at first I didn't get it, mm-hmm. and I do understand. Like you know, I think there's a book called Everything But the Burden. That's essentially what it is. You're getting everything. You're getting all the benefits, none of the detractions. But I also look at it from a, a place of intent. Does Kini G really like what he's doing, or is he doing, or is he doing blackface? I think he really likes what he's doing. I think it's clear. Yeah, I
2: agree with that. That
3: he really likes what he's doing. He, you could say he doesn't respect the music because he's not a traditionalist,
4: mm-hmm. but I
3: think he feels he respects the music, like what he's doing. Well, he's making the music he wants to make. Yeah, and he respects he respects the hell out of it. Yeah. So I would say that like. Could you call it appropriation? Yes, but is there ill intent behind it? Not at all. Yeah. Like, I don't think he would ever do anything to harm an artist of color. I don't yeah. think he would do anything to, like, I don't think if you ever went to him and said, who inspired you, he would, he would tell you. Mm-hmm. He had no problem telling mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And even as he went further in his career and got older and discovered more stuff, he had no problem telling you about that. I think someone who's appropriating is just like, you know, they don't really know who they are. Just, they just, they mm. just
0: go by what they see yeah. you know, yeah. and don't go any Or further. sometimes
3: don't even have influences. Like, who, yeah. is, who are Iggy Azalea's influences? You know? Like, that's straight up a pro- Come like- on
2: now. Absolutely. <laughs> like, she
3: adopts an accent and everything. Yeah. She's
2: Australian. Come that's on. That's the epitome like, of appropriation right there. Like,
3: she's not sitting here like, when I was growing up, back on the Outback, I listened to Lil' Kim. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> you didn't listen to Lil' Kim. But, I, but we know he wanted to be Grover Washington Jr. Yeah, right. He's looking at the picture. He's like, "Oh, that's Charlie Parker. This was and like, I know some people are like, "Oh, you didn't recognize Thelonious Monk? Would you?" I wouldn't. I wasn't <laughs> even sure who that was. I was so, like, "Well,
0: if that's Parker, that's yeah. busy. That might be Thelonious Monk. Yeah,
3: but he's a he's a student. But he it's hard. It's
0: it. like I don't know. The face isn't really clear. I I I wasn't sure it was him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um.
3: But I always, I always
0: Probably try right to look well. at
3: intent. Like, what, what was your intent?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And are you, are you trying to take credit for something without understanding its history? Which I don't think he did.
2: Yeah, me either. So I don't think that either.
3: So uh,
0: the email from Pat Metheny. Okay. I've
4: been waiting for this, boy. I've been waiting <laughs> oh for my this. gosh! <laughs> now <laughs> I'm so over Again, this email.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, no ill intent from Kenny G as far as doing the virtual duet with Louis Armstrong. None at all. He heard the Natalie Cole, Nat King Cole's, like, oh, I want to do something like that. And he found a way to do something like mm-hmm. that. That should be the end. <laughs> that should be. Um, while Pat Metheny is uh respected. Very respected. Very respected musician. Very. Um, I think this was a step too far. It was. Like, okay, I understand if you don't like him, right? But to extrapolate all of this. <laughs> it was on sight. It was on sight. <laughs> all of this came from this two to four minute song, this two to four minute cover song, or however alive. long it is. It was a lot. You got all of that, and you had you
3: had this uh big time opinion not to mention he's assuming that Kenny G who's already the the most successful um instrumental musician music maker of all time is doing this for money right you're assuming he's doing this for money even though he said he, he it's didn't even try to find that out going to whatever charity that Louis Armstrong foundation wants Kenny to do Kenny G go just to. wanted
0: to make a song yeah make a virtual duet we will donate it to charity I just want to make this song.
3: Yeah. Like the ultimate mic drop moment would have been like, you think I need money? (laughs) I just sold 12 million records. Thank you. You think I really need money? I went diamond. How many people were going diamond back then?
2: Right. Just as an
3: instrumentalist. (laughs) Yeah, I went diamond, bro. I don't need this money.
2: That was insane. Do
3: you? (laughs) (laughs) Like...
2: Apparently, Are and the imagine, attention.
0: You did you want to do a virtual yeah. duet
2: with Louis Armstrong? That's what it comes down to.
0: <laughs> like it's I mean, you. I did it first, but like it I beat you.
2: so salty. <laughs>
0: it seemed like It was salty.
3: Like salt factory. Like mm-hmm. he was just like it seemed salty, it seemed snobbish. Yes. Yeah. And it was incredibly ill-informed. Thank and you. it was just kind of one of those things where maybe he thought that like I'll start this and it'll be an avalanche and people will join me and we'll walk with our flags up, on you know, our pitchforks up to Kenny G. A picture of Kenny G with yeah, it crossed you know. out. And it's just like nobody joined, like we forwarded it, but nobody joined you. Like yeah. nobody was up here like, you know. I bet it was like, well, be like,
0: did you read what Pat said in that email?
3: Making us all look bad, bro. I know.
0: It was in poor taste. So it really yeah, it, it, it really
3: made me upset. I lost some respect for him as a musician because um, he seems kind of like, the, he's, he is the reason why a lot of mu- uh, genres of music don't make it past initial um, success, which yeah. is gatekeeping.
2: Yeah.
3: Like, people ask why rock is dead, gatekeeping. You know, for a while, you know, there were certain forms of, like, R&B, why are gatekeeping. You want to keep certain people out. Jazz, I think, is, is the ultimate. I think after, after the swing jazz era and it started being about, you know, like, real musicianship and everything like that, gatekeeping. Like, that's what is that's what it's really, I think that's, they're like, you know, we make this music, you need to come to us. We're not going to come to you. We're not going to make it, we're not going to dumb it down for you. You get smarter. Everyone can't get smarter. <laughs> like, you don't, you like, stop making music for musicians and start making it for a general audience. Yeah, if, you're, if yeah. you're trying to sell If you're trying albums, to make money. If, you, if you're sick of. How do you do yeah, that? Yeah, if you're truly sick, like they say, we're out there and we're struggling and we're starting. If you're truly, if you're sick of it, you know what you could do? Play some people like. Cover some Kenny G. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Try that for a chance. Yeah,
3: you might, you might, you know, cover some Kenny G, so. <laughs> and, I mean, and that's what Kenny G did.
0: Like, he he got in because of his cover mm-hmm. of Junior Walker. Yep. Uh, but he just did that one. Mm-hmm. He did that for the record label. Yeah. It was like, okay, but I want to play my stuff. But he, he, I think he understood that, though. Yeah to at least get your foot in the door, and then then you can put your stuff out there.
3: I I can definitely say just from having been a musician for so long and seeing, so it kind of reminds me of the Nickelback argument. Everyone, a lot of musicians don't like Nickelback, critics especially, because they think that what Nickelback does is contrived and boring and things like that, and they think that anyone can do it. And I, that's where they're wrong.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Everyone can't do what Nickelback does because mm-hmm. if they could, they would do it. Exactly. Because nobody thinks to themselves, I want to be a broken, starving, and poor musician. Like, <laughs> nobody thinks that. You're Right. And so I think what it comes down to is Kenny G could do what you can do. You can't do what Kenny G does. Yeah. <laughs> you can't write an interesting melody that's going to make, you know, capture the world's imagination because you're too inside your own head. hmm the the their, uh, their approach to them writing is just up here. And Kenny's like, no, we're going to bring it back down here. We're going to write simple and melodic melodies. Yeah. And- but the thing yeah. is, Kenny G
0: is writing stuff that he thinks is good. Mm-hmm. He's like, I like this. I, I want it to sound like this. Mm-hmm. This is what I was thinking.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: If you're, but what he, I guess, what aligned is that there were, he, people liked it. People mm-hmm. bought it. That's the hard part.
4: Yeah.
0: Is to write stuff that you like. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also good. Yeah. Or, you know, for people to to buy it. So, yeah. It's, it, that's that's just the, the, band the that conundrum there. That comes to there.
3: mind when I think about that. Thus, explain this to Kendra. Mm. Toto. Yeah, all session musicians, incredibly talented, but they knew how to write, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is why I'm like, if you could do it, you would mm-hmm. look at them. They were like, I'm sick of playing. I can write better than this dude who I'm recording for. And what did they do? They went and, they did, went it. and did it themselves. They went and did it They're like I got this idea for Africa. Dope. Let's do it. <laughs> I got Rosanna. Dope. Let's do it. Like, I'm sorry, like I got this song It's about
0: raining in Africa. Uh, it doesn't matter. What Just give me the sheet music. It's catchy. we play We'll
3: play, it. <laughs> like yeah, we'll play so, it. Oh, this sounds good. All right. Like, I'm pretty sure a lot of them would do it, <laughs> but they can't, and they're like, I would never sell out. Well, you can't. You don't know how.
2: That's how it is.
3: You don't know how to sell out. You don't know how to write a melody that people want to hear, and that's what I've experienced for so long when- Usually when it's the people they make fun of are the ones they're jealous of. Oh, yeah. that's They want to be like them, but they're just either sure. they're scared or they lack the skill.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think it would. there was some, I
0: figured there would be some jealousy in some way. Um, there wasn't a lot from other musicians. They just had the one. Like, this email was the prime example
3: mm-hmm.
0: of the kind of jealousy and what people thought of. I mean, yeah, like, it's played at background music at at malls and department stores and in the office. Um but uh and this is this is one of my um uh what am I notes like was it overplayed? <laughs> yeah, you could say that.
3: It would have reached a half a billion streams or a billion streams if it was if it was it would start accounting
0: from back then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it was...
3: Every it day, all it, day, every, every mall in America. Every, like, every just America. dentist and offices. Then,
0: <laughs> and then the constant loop of the Weather Channel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, those are the, like, uh, like, eventually this became Weather Channel music. Yeah. Um, so I was asked, like, was it the mall or the Weather Channel where it got overplayed? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, be, like, I understand people, like, got tired of it. Um and, but there was one I was talking about, um, like, it's not really, if it's not jazz, it's it's more about how the music makes you feel mm-hmm. rather than, oh, it's jazz specifically. Yeah. So, the right question, like, if it's more about what the music makes you feel,
4: mm-hmm.
3: then what kind of music is it? Like, can you define it? So, I think he makes a good point there. Um where he talks about like we did, I was on this station, this station. Like Clive Davis just sent out mailers to every station, you can think of, and then of course I you was know, just throwing spaghetti at the wall. And then is, yeah. <laughs> and then eventually you get the smooth jazz stations. But like you can hear him on adult contemporary, you can hear him on smooth jazz, you could probably hear him on R and B stations back then. You can hear him everywhere. Some you pop know, stations, yeah, it's it's that accessible. So is it maybe it's jazz in style but not jazz in genre if that makes sense mm. because it fits everywhere
2: it does and yeah. it has a place
3: yeah everywhere you can be like this is a pop song with jazz stylings this is a jazz song with pop stylings r&b <laughs> stylings. r&b song with jazz style. like it just you know i think it was just jazz and style only and very loose like the most jazz thing about it really was the saxophone <laughs> mm-hmm. if we're being honest
0: yeah i i i mostly hear it as pop songs with mm-hmm. jazz or power ballads with yeah. the jazz dialects,
3: But it's so funny now because when you go see more contemporary jazz uh, trios and things like that, that's what they're playing now.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like they'll play some R&B songs or something like that with the saxophone playing on it. That's become a thing. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and it
2: definitely has influence over music. Yeah. That's out today.
0: Well, yeah, like at the end with the uh, guy saying that it's what he reminds people of now is of a certain time, mm-hmm. like he plays on last Friday night with Katy Perry. Was
3: awesome. Mm-hmm. He's
0: on. Um, he does the song with Kanye.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I can't remember the name of the song, but I think that's on Donda. That
3: right? no, was on Jesus Is King. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a Jesus, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: So he he does that with Kanye. He's on the song with The Weekend. Didn't even know that, but that was awesome. Me either. Yeah, I, was I was like, just what? like it me. was a, it was a remix. Oh, okay. Was it was cool. It was, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, that's why
3: I hope the sax solo comes back. I would love it. I'm getting a saxophone solo. Because that was definitely my, an 80s thing. My record that's coming out next I'm here for it. I want it to be a bring, a
2: bring I'm back, some, back
3: moment. Yeah, I was like, oh, this could use a saxophone solo. <laughs> the 19, was it the 1979, um, that band? 75. Got, 75. They got saxophone solos on their latest album. Nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're and they're, that album. It's
0: very 80s. Yeah. Very
4: 80s. Sounds, sounds
3: very 80s. And I mean, in. I mean, I think of, like, you know, the band M83. They had the mm-hmm. guy from um, Fist and the Tantrum play a saxophone solo because that was supposed to remind you of the 80s. But oh, sweet. Yeah. I, I love a good saxophone solo, dude. I love it.
0: Um, So uh, I guess in, in that way, you know, one of guys saying he's looking forward to the future of how Kenny G will be viewed because I, I, it may be in a more positive way if he's being, you know, featured on, these current pop songs yeah. that want to in- include a sax solo or something like that, and and that's the it might be coming up on a generation where that's the name you know. Yeah. Like we need a saxophone player. Who do you who who can we get? We need a Kenny G. We need a Kenny here. G. Well, let's call Kenny G. first. Yeah. Well, I like <laughs> the
3: fact that like he's staying relevant. So yeah. he's not one of those he's not one of those old guys who's just like no I don't want to change. Mm-hmm. He recognizes that if he's gonna stay relevant. And, and keep this nice lifestyle that he's got. I gotta adapt. I understand that I'm a meme. I get it. Like, I'll lean into it.
4: Mm-hmm. And you I can really respect
3: that. that about him. Like, he's, he's like, I'm not too good for this. Mm-hmm. I'll get out there and do it. And I really respect that. Well, yeah, he's, he's in on the joke. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He's super humble, mm-hmm. which I appreciate.
0: And uh, I think that is uh, for him being humble, being, being in on the joke. And just having fun with what he's doing has—that's what's carried him all this time. Mm -hmm. Because you think a lot of jazz artists, you expect them to flame out after a few
2: years. Yeah, and
3: he's been going for over forty years.
0: Yeah,
2: it's so crazy.
3: But I will say though, even though he's in on the joke, I do think he—he sometimes gets nervous. Like he didn't want to do the Kanye West thing. Yeah, he was like, "Oh God, will I be like? Will I look desperate?" So I think he understands. Because he's thinking yeah. like, he he is it because of the
0: joke? Yeah, or is it because mm-hmm. this guy just he appreciates what I do?
3: But I think it showed from him a little so bit he, of vulnerability. He can get caught between
0: that,
4: yeah,
3: like where he was just like, I don't want to look stupid. Like he understands, like I don't want to look dumb. I don't want to get made fun of, which makes me think that like, even though because he you know he's basically like, I don't care what people think about me. In that moment, he showed he kind of does. He cares a little bit because he he was—he wasn't gonna do it if it made him look stupid, (laughs) because his feelings probably would have been hurt. Mm -hmm. But like, other than that, like he looked like he was like the most positive person, like
2: ever. Like he just. (laughs) Yeah, Kenny G's a a dope guy.
0: Yeah, and he—he had—I mean, only that kind of positive attitude. Would have carried him this far.
2: Absolutely, Mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: Because if if he if he caved into all of the criticism, all of the mocking, mm-hmm. you know, um, he he probably doesn't even get on Carson.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Ton of confidence, or
0: it all ends there mm-hmm. after that album. Then there's nothing else. Um. Overall, it was an entertaining documentary. Yeah, I'm really, very really excited
3: to see the others. Oh, they're so yeah. good. They're so good. And
0: My it was, favorite
2: is DMX. Mm. Of course, Jagged with Alanis Morissette and the Kenny G one.
0: Okay. Uh, I read that. I just saw the headline, but Alanis Morissette is not pleased
4: with the really? documentary about oh,
3: yeah. her. Really? They didn't give her a final say
0: yeah. on anything? I, I, don't, I don't know what else was. I just saw the headline, but she was not. Or she didn't like how it turned out, or something something to that effect.
2: But I wonder what happened. Hmm. It showed her in a really good light.
0: Hmm. Do they do they interview Dave Coulier, Uncle Joey?
2: I don't think so. No. I
0: don't, I don't know if I want to watch it
4: then. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's in there.
2: But I mean, I loved it. I think that it, and she was really like giving her opinion about her career and the bandmates. So I, I don't know why she would have an issue with it. I need to check. I need to look into that. And see what her issue was. Yeah,
0: I think it was some like the way it the way it turned out, like maybe there was some edits she had an issue with.
2: Wow. Yeah. You know what? I have to say, like a little sneak peek of it though, is that she was talking about Radiohead, and she was saying that she was responsible for like some of their first shows. Like they really? Yeah, like they opened for her. Really? I didn't realize that.
3: Huh. That was I mean, very. That interesting probably would have been me. the time that Pablo Honey came out, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and they wrote some
2: of those was. songs like at the rehearsal. <laughs> she was like, they would rehearse for like two hours, and they would just be writing the music That's as they would rehearse. I was like, this is so cool.
0: There, there was some. Um, there was another Pat Oswalt bit. I was playing him a little bit of, of that, um, but he talked about how some people he runs into some people that try to say that they were at the first Radiohead show when they were like, like five. Everyone people or says something. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's ready to a hundred people who said that. <laughs> so yeah. Um, anything else you guys like to add about uh this documentary? Mm-hmm. No. All right. Well, uh, I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah. If you guys want to check it out, it's on HBO Max, part of their their music box series. Um, this is like you said, this is. My introduction to smooth jazz did not come from listening to Kenny G. I just found that my mom had these albums, and I knew he was, like, a huge star. Uh, But, you know, as far as just smooth jazz representation uh, in documentary form, (laughs) I can appreciate that Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, like, um, it's something that I I grew up on. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that'll do it for our discussion about the documentary Listening to Kenny G um so we'll get to my era of the week before we get out of here uh like i said i've been listening to a lot of acid jazz um and i guess this might also be considered alternative hip-hop because the guy does rap but it's not like <laughs> you know the hip-hop beat you would normally hear or whatever like this is a this is a ba- it's a three-piece band um called uh fun loving criminals okay Uh, I remember hearing this song when I was in college, uh, when I got a Pandora account. Oh. (laughs) Um, Not the
2: Pandora account. I think
0: it was, uh, because, like Pandora, it was like you put in an artist and they, through their music DNA algorithms or whatever, would give you other artists. And I think I either put in Sneaker Pimps or Portishead.
4: Nice.
3: And this band came up. Groups who was very much into in, in college.
4: Yes. That's
2: what I was about yeah. to say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can you not love Portishead
0: though? Um, shout out to Sherilyn because she got me into Portishead in college. Um, my my freshman year, the one of the first plays I did, she had Portishead like that was like the soundtrack for the entire production, mm. so that's how I got into them. Was from her. Uh, but this song is called All My Time Is Gone by the Fun Loving Criminals from their album 100% Colombian and we'll be right back All My Time Is Gone by Fun
3: Loving Criminals. This is not how I thought they would sound.
2: Yeah, me either. I was <laughs> thinking
3: they sound like Ozomalti, but they sound nothing like Ozomalti. No.
2: I mean, I've heard them before, but I've never heard this song.
0: I know they had a song um, called Scooby Snacks. Yeah. It might have been a, uh, an indie radio hit, I guess. That's probably the song they're most known for. A college radio hit? Let me stop. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. Well, I was making
3: an allusion to something else, but I'm not going to. I I know.
0: (laughs) know (laughs) The format, not the, uh, short-lived duo. Anyway. uh, (laughs) I think, like, six people will get that. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. So, uh. Before we get out of here, um, Aisha, can you tell the people where you can be found? Only the places that you want to be found. Doesn't that it doesn't have to be like anywhere you don't want people to see you. So
2: you can find me on the Botanica podcast at the underscore Botanica underscore podcast on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me.
0: All right. Um, and... Uh, If you're listening to the podcast version, you would have heard the trailer at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, you can go back to the beginning, (laughs) hear the trailer, just in case you weren't paying attention just now. Anyway, (laughs) so um, I think it's quitting time.
4: Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <laughs> let's
2: pack it on up.
0: It's uh definitely appropriate to end the show with um the song Going Home. But <laughs> Sonic couldn't
3: that. couldn't couldn't pick up over there. Okay, China. Okay.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: that had too many words.
3: I guess so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too much too much.
0: Yeah. Uh I get it queued up here. Here we go so we're going to end it with going home by Kenny G and we're going home and thank you very much everyone for listening or watching the stream wherever you are we definitely appreciate it and we'll talk to you very very soon
3: peace peace